and welcome to Divisive Issues, the foul mouth spoiler-filled comic book podcast where two fans and two non-fans talk about controversial or noteworthy comic books and comic book history. I'm Ryan. I'm Sly. I'm Phil. And I'm Daryl. Guys, I have a question. Yes? Should we be branding this as something like countdown to a lot of comics? <laughs> yes, uh, that's a good name for anything. Um, actually, <laughs> the count, not the countdown part, but the crisis part. Because when I, when you guys said we were doing this, I was like, didn't we do that? <laughs> All right, so here's, here's my bad idea because there's multiple countdowns, multiple crises in DC. Yes. Uh, spoilers, we, uh, listeners, uh, we're doing countdown to Infinite Crisis episode. You fucking read the fucking title. You probably know it's by now. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, this is not spoilers for the title. So this is not to be confused with uh, countdown to Final Crisis. Countdown. Or Crisis of an Earths, Identity Crisis, or any of that yes. shit. Heroes in Crisis? Yeah, no, no, yes. no. It's Counting from the Crisis. So we're doing something that I have always wanted to do for the show, but I was always afraid that we couldn't handle it, that it was too much mm-hmm. to take on. But we're going to do it anyway. And we are going to talk about the right around my favorite era of comics, which is right around the like mid-2000s at DC. And we are going to start as Sly said, with Countdown to Infinite Crisis and a lot of lead-in to Infinite Crisis. And the next episode, we will be discussing the event itself, Infinite Crisis. Yes. Wow. Yes. It's going to something. So It's going to something. Wait, OMAC isn't the event? OMAC no. is part of the lead-in still. <laughs> yeah. That's why I was surprised reading this because as I was reading it, I'm like, this seems like the crisis. Right? Yeah, I was <laughs> like, this is crazy <laughs> shit. You know what's funny? Uh, this barely has anything to do with the actual Infinite Crisis. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. So you guys yeah. just brought us on a wild goose well, chase. Well, it sets up a lot of things. A lot of thematic, the... mostly thematic. Uh, yes. Mm. What happens to Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman sets up the position in Infinite Crisis. Yes. Okay. So, what, as you alluded to, what we will be talking about is the Countdown for Infinite Crisis, 80-page special, the OMAC Project, issues one through six, and then parts of Superman Sacrifice, which is part, it ties into the OMAC Project. So, the only real backstory that we need to know here is... That, as we talked about a while ago in Identity Crisis, Batman didn't agree with what the Justice League was doing and was mind-wiped. And at the end of that book, he found he, out... He was mind-wiped by minor players in the Justice League. Like, there's a whole yes. branch within the Justice League that was like, they were mind-wiping people in Wait, order to which solve crisis problems. was that? So that was Identity, Identity Crisis. Crisis. Identity Crisis. It's easy to remember because the identity of the murderer is dumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, just to clarify, the... What happened was all the C-listers in the Justice League had their own base, like in, in their clique that was separate from the, the major heroes like Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, and mm-hmm. they made decisions to add it together because Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman usually left whenever they weren't there for the glory or whatever. And they said even when Batman came back, they were like, Batman is so stubborn that he wouldn't, he would like dissolve the league rather than let us do this thing he doesn't agree with. So like it, it was basically a question like, do we destroy the league? Uh, or just because Batman is a fucking stuck, stick in the mud, or do we want mind wipe him and preserve this charade we have going on where the League's all this happy family in reality it has this weird politics going on? In yes. Someone in the background of their audio has birds chirping. Yeah, it's an episode. I can't help it. Okay. <laughs> I can't help it. I just love birds. <laughs> I'm surrounded by them. I'm, I'm like fucking, uh, like from a Disney prison or something. <laughs> wow. That's the nicest thing you've said about yourself. <laughs> I'm a princess. <laughs> so first, we're going to talk about Countdown to Infinite Crisis. It was an 80-page special that was actually priced at only a dollar, and it's written by Jeff Johns, Greg Rucka, and Judd Winnick with a myriad of artists, the first of which is Rags Morales, who did Identity Crisis. 
And uh, the reason why I mentioned that it was a dollar is because, like, a lot of times when there's events, DC will publish a big, like, hey, get hyped for this event. Or, like, comic companies do this all the time. Mm-hmm. And to compare it to modern times, the uh, the version of this that just came out last week was $10. So yeah. having it be, like, an extra cheap instead of extra expensive comic showed that they were like, let's get people on board right away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And just for a, little, a quick little bit of extra backstory before we get – because we have to get to the subject characters of this little play – uh, Just League International, uh, we've mentioned them a few times. They show up in Definitely Eternal Superman. Because uh, it's my favorite comic book of all time. Yeah, they're, they're just, it's funny because they're the Justice League that when people read Definitely Superman, they're like, who are these guys? Where's Batman? Where's Superman? When in reality, they're much better than any any other version of Justice League, including the yeah. most famous version. Ironically, the most famous version of the Avengers and Justice League are the worst because <laughs> the, the, they have, they have, they're so established that they don't have much character development that you can do yeah. with them. Mm-hmm. So the Justice League International was like you get your Guy Gardeners, your Blue Beetles, your Booster Golds, your Fire and Ices, all these characters that no one but me ever has heard of. Yeah. And they were led by this guy named Maxwell Lord, who was just kind of this like rich playboy. He was kind of like this '80s business guy, playboy guy that uh, would like manipulate everybody to just get them to do what he wanted. But he was still like at his heart like a good guy. But he was like pretty. He was like Batman without the like grimness. Of, like, manipulating everybody to get all the chess pieces lined up. And throughout the course of the run, he got these powers that let him control people. Like, push their minds a certain way, but it would always give them bad nosebleeds. And that's yeah. pretty much, like, the cast that we meet early on in this book. Yes, and just to quickly explain... Uh, <laughs> sorry. How many times are we going to quickly explain this story? <laughs> that's, that's like, like our catchphrase. Is... This, is just, this is just to clarify some of the controversial issues in the series. Because Chris League National was a fun series. Like, Maxwell Lord was a goofball... Uh, Blue Beetle uh, and Mister Gold were like were like if you watch Here's a Crisis where uh, Here's a Crisis coverage on our Patreon you'll know they go like Rose your heroes like they're kind of like a bros kind of kind of yeah, guys but they did still it was a book that still got serious sometimes like I would compare it to like sitcoms like Scrubs that are like mostly fun but then there'd be the like serious times you know what I mean mm-hmm. yeah but I, I that's to clarify because as we get into it this part of the conflict is Blue Beetle he's trying to basically have people take him seriously as he's investigating a robbery into his warehouse but everyone kind of remembers him as a Just League International goofball Blue Beetle so everyone's kind of like yeah whatever kind of yeah. dismissing him out of hand and so as as the story is going on as he's investigating uh, uh, crime we, always, we keep having these flash forwards as he finds the flash forward is him coming across his computer, and this computer has information on all Just League members and their secret identities. Like it's like a, a huge database of like their weaknesses, their known associates, their abilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Batman's power of genius. <laughs> <laughs> so four days ago, before this happened, uh, Blue Beetle is investigating, uh, doing some investigations, but like he's working with Oracle, which is Barbara Gordon after she got uh, her uh, crippled by the Joker. And uh, Oracle, like, she's nice to him, but she's, like, even she's kind of, like, sick of his shit. Like, he's asking for a favor to do some research for him. And he, uh, coming across uh, payment receipts that say something about Olmec. Yeah, so there's some, like, mystery that, like, all these, like, business transactions are tied into some, like, mysterious Omac project. Yes. And so the, the entire framing device of this issue, this giant 80-page special, is that it's all taken from Blue Beetle's perspective. And all the narration, all the text boxes are his thoughts about it which is like I, like you really follow along him and i mm-hmm. follow along with him and i was like blue beetle rules after that me yes! too <laughs> i want to say uh, f- like uh, five years ago uh phil was like ryan's such a hipster he likes such <laughs> shitty characters he likes characters like the blue beetle who could ever like him <laughs> I just, well but- you guys should prove me wrong with this i, I don't want to like i didn't want to show my hand too early but like i <laughs> 
I loved this so and much. And this is, I was reading this at the same time Phil was making fun of me for this. So <laughs> it's so funny because Blue Beetle's like, nobody takes me seriously. Like, I'm a human being, damn it. Show yeah. me a little bit of dignity. And Phil's like, oh, you're reading about that fucking loser. <laughs> I think it's especially, like, interesting having, like, come off of a lot of bigger named characters. Like, even after our Captain Marvel extravaganza, it's so, like difficult to be like yeah captain marvel whereas here he's immediately like sympathizable because you know he stands in the shadow of all these greater characters which i really like because i was thinking about a lot of other stories can do like the the grizzled retired like or the no one takes them seriously anymore superhero but it's rarely in consideration of a better superhero that's like always overshadowing them yes in real life yeah like and he meets he he goes and like talk, tries to talk to batman batman literally is just like i'm looking into it and he's like hey this is pretty serious something's going on and he's like get out i'm i know i'm gonna look into it yeah and it's yeah. crazy because like i i'm always i you've probably heard me a thousand times bring up the fact that i'm like why don't these low level heroes get help from the big boys yeah. and he's trying so hard to get their help <laughs> yeah. and they're like we have shit to deal with like and we don't we don't respect you. Yeah. And one of the things just to really drive the point home is that Blue Beetle's best friend Booster Gold, he he's he stole De- uh, Blue Beetle's uh debit card. card. Yeah. Yeah, and is taking like money out of the ATM and he's like I just I just need a flight to LA cuz I'm filming like a toothpaste commercial and like I I'm a sponsor for sunglasses. It's the only way I can like afford anything. Mm-hmm. And one thing that he mentions too is he's not a superhero anymore because he retired the costume after Sue Dibney died in Identity Crisis. Yes. Uh, so just to quickly explain Blue Beetle and Booster Gold a bit. Blue Beetle is basically nerdier Batman who has a, like a uh, but uh, less successful Batman. And that's important here because uh, his company is actually going to financial problems. And, yeah. pro- and so like his, he's actually like Oracle is like helping him. But she's like, you're going to run out of money like, really quickly. Yeah. yeah. Especially as he's getting robbed. He's like, this actually is going to make and, me bankrupt. And yeah. someone, someone is funneling their laundering money from his company to somewhere else. And that's one of the problems he's having where he's like, I need to go around and ask for help because it's like someone's just taking all my money and yeah. no one cares about them. They're like, yeah. get get out of here. Come on. And, and Booster Gold it, it comes from comes from the future. Uh, that'll be more relevant yeah. later on. I, but... f- I feel like Booster Gold has like one of the dumbest premises because he was like a football player in the future that <laughs> yes. came back in time and you're like, well, that's so I mean, that's, the, that's his point is he was this jock who was this football player that got caught betting on his own games. So mm-hmm. he went back in time and he's like, instead of just being a nobody washed up asshole, I'll just like steal all this future tech and just like be a superhero in the golden age of superheroes yeah mm-hmm. and then and i think that the premise feeds into him, like him being a joke because yeah he's trying to cheat his way into becoming becoming become a, yeah. a big yeah yeah it works with this character it makes him like on one hand it's like it's such like a dumb backstory but on the other hand it's like you do kind of feel for him because he's like he's a loser of two ages and he yeah. always feels guilty because a lot of people ask him it's like didn't you know about this? Because you're from the future. You would know who, like, this murderer is or who's doing this, and he just doesn't. Yeah. So he always feels bad about it. Yeah. I love that, too, because, like, there's always, like, the, the thought experiment that, like, if you were dumped 500 years back in the past, you know, what would you do? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, people are always like, oh, I'll use my, like, advanced knowledge. And then you're like, do you know how to do anything? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I don't. Like, I couldn't. I probably couldn't make yeah. fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, uh, Booster Gold was was swiping, not swiping, but basically using Blue Beetle's uh, ATM card without permission, and he's like a loser now. Booster Gold. And he like says, a... "Like I'm just so like embarrassed and tired of asking." Yeah. I thought you were like super rich, so I didn't think it would matter. Yeah. Because now Booster Gold is like desperate for money, he's, like doing ads. He's basically like a corporate show now, doing ads yeah. for. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, Booster, uh, Blue Beetle goes to Max Maxwell Lord asking about it. Yeah, because Booster's like, "Hey, you know, you're having all this corporate trouble. We know someone who's an expert in corporate espionage, and that's when yeah. they go to Maxwell." And Max is like, Max is like, "Don't worry, I'll look into." 
to it. He acts like a smug, a smug asshole. Like, uh, like, don't worry, I got yeah. it. I heard you the first time, Ted. I, I, I also like after the Maxwell Lord meeting, they they walk off and they go. Blue Beetle's talking about that he needs to investigate and he wants Booster's help. And Booster's like, I can't. I need to catch my flight. And then a Blue Beetle's like, Can it wait? I I need your help on this. And he goes, Ted. I need this. He just looks at him with like yeah. almost sad puppy dog eyes because he's like, I have no money, man. Yeah. yeah. It's I, I really I enjoy both of those characters in this a lot. Yeah. Like Yeah. And and yeah. it's broken up into five chapters and each time it's just like countdown, countdown. And the whole time I'm like, this is like I was feeling tense about like what this was leading up to. Mm-hmm. And I was torn reading this because I didn't know this was supposed to be good or not. Like you guys are always just like, here's, <laughs> here's a crisis to read, so I'm reading it. <laughs> and so I'm reading this and I'm like, maybe it's just because I'm reading this in the morning with a cup of coffee as opposed to, like, after a long day of work. So I'm like, <laughs> I must just be in a good mood, and that's why I'm enjoying this so much. <laughs> no, I, I was just like, I couldn't, believe, I couldn't believe myself. And then I, after I was kept reading it, I'm like, no, this is just really good. For those that are following our Patreon, we were doing uh, Booster Gold and Blue Beetle aren't heroes in crisis. Oh, they're so bad. And our finale episode, Phil said, DC is the worst, it's trash, it's not really good. <laughs> that was, like, last week. I, I felt, it was so funny that I had said that, and then I was reading this, and I'm like, this is some with of the best the stuff we've same read. characters, Blue Beetle. I, no. <laughs> yeah. This is exactly what Sly and I are talking about, though. Like, you could take some shit character, and then good writers come in, and you're like, "Oh wait, this is like super good." Yeah, Daryl, yeah. I, I saw said in our group, our four group uh, on Facebook, that after reading so much of the shit we read, like this felt like reading Shakespeare, and I was like, <laughs> "It really fucking did." Like, I was reading this, and I'm like, "This is really good writing." Like. <laughs> It, yeah, it's it, just it's, so like Blue Beetle goes to see Batman. That's where he's asking about him, and like he, he doesn't get anything. And one of the things, I, one of the details I like is like Alfred's bringing them all tea to drink, and Blue Beetle puts it down, and he's telling him it's like something's going on. The world's getting darker. Looks what ha- looks what look at what's happened to us. Bruce said he couldn't wear the costume not anymore, not after Sue. And I keep hearing things about Doctor Light, which is another person they mind wipe. And then he knocks over the tea. Batman, and Batman's Batman. just like get out. No, Batman knocks over the tea. I think. I think hearing the name Dr. Light is what they Yeah, because yeah. Blue Beetle brought up the mind. I think actually or... Batman slams the table as he's yeah. as Blue Beetle is like, mm. that's what I thought. Oh, yeah, I, me too. I, I, I saw it as like, because there's just a hand touching T. But then, then but you see in the next panel, Batman's hand is covered in T. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Batman basically was like triggered and he like slams his head just saying, I said, look into yeah. it. You shut the fuck up, Blue Beetle. Get the fuck out. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, then we get, then we get such a sad scene where Oracle actually did listen to Ted and they, they, she sent the whole Justice League, like everybody, to help him investigate his warehouse. Oh, yeah, he, yeah. He just got broken into, and but when they go to investigate, there's nothing there at all. Every, everyone's like trying to be friendly and not be like "fuck you, Blue Beetle." Yeah, and then time. but then it's like half an hour into it, their patience dries up, as has any chance of finding answers. I overhear Black Canary apologizing to Doctor Fate for wasting his time. Why are people always apologizing for me? Yeah, I love that. And it's like, oh man, it's so good because people are just like, sorry that this guy's so fucking dumb. It's all these superheroes looking around. They're like, what are we fucking doing here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Coming to Blue Beetle's warehouse. Uh, but as soon as they leave, a Blue Beetle gets attacked by what looks like a bunch of Jokers. Uh, yeah, and then I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah, it's comic books. One other small touch is like Hal Jordan shows up as Green Lantern and like he's actually like he scans for some radioactivity and then Superman shows up and I really really like the way they talk about characters like Superman and Wonder Woman and this is where to me where DC excels when they have these god figures and you see the perspective of other characters Mm -hmm. because like 
when Ted's talking to Superman, he's like, it doesn't matter how many times I've met him. It's always like the first. Your throat gets a little dry. You overthink what you're going to say. He makes you feel useless and important at the same time. My mm-hmm. voice cracks and they're both kind enough not to notice. And it's like, this is Superman. And, and yeah. when they draw Hal Jordan and Superman and Wonder Woman throughout this issue coming in, the way it's drawn is like they take up most of the page. They're standing from above and you see like little Blue Beetle like looking up like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's just drawn as, like, the sense of, like, power that comes from these main characters. Yeah, looming over him, basically. Yeah. And this is when we find out that the thing that was stolen was 100 pounds of kryptonite. Yes. Um, so then Madman attack, and the Madman are the Joker uh, lookalikes. They're, I think they're only there because they're really early Blue Beetle villains. Ah, it's like, okay. hey, it's a Blue Beetle story, and I guess these are his only villains. <laughs> so they, they, they get over, he gets overwhelmed, but then Booster Gold comes in in his costume. And, and saves him and the man Bros before heroes he says yeah <laughs> no, <laughs> fuck you yeah. <laughs> no he says man it's been a long time since I made A1 run I used to love that yeah and but he's and in he, costume now and then he says as soon as I stepped off that plane I knew where I really need to be so here I, I am and then he, he says bros before hero he doesn't <laughs> I actually thought you know it's funny because like like Daryl just made that joke but as soon as they like broed out here I was like a, a shitty writer would say something like bros before heroes here <laughs> but instead and, he said so here I am and then in in Blue Beetle's head, he said he, he couldn't stop hearing people laughing at him. And in his narration, he says, "Finally, the laughter stops." And I'm like, "That is that is how you write characters." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God damn. And now we just get a quick cut that there is some sort of uh, secret society of supervillains. Lex Luthor, that... Black Adam, Deathstroke, they're all working together and we don't know what they're doing yet. Um, yes. At least for the, the purpose of this story, this is like kind of the red herring of this story for me. Where it, like they're, they got some plans and stuff, but it's it makes you think that they're behind what's happening, but they're not. They're just monitoring yeah. and they're keeping track of all the players. Also, I hate that I'm at the point where I recognize like all these characters, except Same. I haven't read anything with Dr. Psycho yet, so I guess... <laughs> <laughs> He's a Wonder Woman villain. He just like controls people's minds. Okay. And and when, when Phil said every chapter ends with a countdown, so every time it's a uh, every time a chapter ends, it says it's chapter title and it says five, four, three, two, one, mm. uh, and then it cuts then it cuts to the next uh, chapter, the next page. Yeah, we're gonna spend the whole episode on this one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what happens? So and then uh, Blue, they're what at, happened? They're at Blue Beetle's house, I believe. <laughs> Yeah, so they're at Blue Beetle's house, and they're just, like, looking into it, like, you know, going through, like, databases and stuff. And Booster reveals that he sees the Scarab, which is how the Golden Age Blue Beetle in, like, the 40s had got his powers. And Ted... Oh, wow, he's old. Yeah. I thought, like, he was a 70s character. Well, this Blue Beetle, Ted Kord, is a Steve Ditko character. He created him when he created the the question in the 60s. Night Owl is based off of Blue Beetle. Yeah. Uh, when like when when, when Night Owl, the first Night Owl gets beat, should be out of him, that Night Owl is based off the first Blue Beetle. Like yeah. that, that was pretty much explicitly Blue Beetle one and two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the original Blue Beetle had the Scarab that had that gave him like magic powers. It basically just made him like jump and punch good. And Ted's <laughs> just like I thought, you know, maybe I could get it activated because you know, like what's a superhero without powers? Mm-hmm. And you know, I just really wish, you know, I, I thought it might work for me, but it doesn't. So I just put it in a glass case. Yeah, so uh, Booster Gold offers to go do some computer looking into. Because he's, he's from the future, so he he knew hacking growing up. Like that's what they taught in schools. Yeah, yeah. which is like okay, that makes sense. Rather than like everyone just hacks well. Yes, but as he goes, takes over the computer, uh, the computer blow, blows <laughs> up from the laser. <laughs> yeah, so basically a laser shoots from from, from uh, far away. It blow, basically blows up the computer, and the house ends up exploding right after. And there's so many little touches, like Ted's trying to give Booster CPR, and he's like, wake up, come on, man, wake up. And like the fire department comes, and they're like, we could take it from here, let us do our jobs. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, Ted is so powerless throughout this whole book. 
But yeah. like, like he says, I'm going, I'm going to ride in the ambulance, and they say, "Are you family? We usually only allow." And then it goes back to like his narration. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he goes uh, pick up the scab that it's in the wreckage. It's now glowing. Yeah, and the scab starts directing him uh, back to the warehouse, and it leads to Shazam Land. It leads to Shazam yeah. Land. Yeah. It, so... it leads him to Fawcett City, down yeah. the subway where Billy first met the wizard in Shazam. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So and I'm like, oh man, because usually I'd make fun of this kind of stuff, just randomly appearing in a comic, an old man with all these statues talking about how the sins can't affect you now. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, I know what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, me too. I was like, this is a normal thing. <laughs> uh, so then, so he goes to Shazam, and Shazam's basically like, uh, you're just immortal, fuck off. Uh, yeah. get, out, get out of here. And he basically teleports, will be away, but he keeps a scare for himself. I was like, what uh, yeah. a dick. And then some <laughs> other voice is like, hey, you're hanging out with mortals now? And he's like, uh, shut but, up. <laughs> you know, he says, are you filled with questions too? And he said, and Shazam says, for the first time in a thousand years, yes. And so you're like, what the hell is going on in <laughs> yes. this world? So, um, Blue gets teleported to a random location. He goes, he's like, fuck you, Shazam. And he goes to his, back to his ship, but it blows up before he can get back to it. <laughs> yeah, I felt yeah. That poor fucking it's, guy. It, it, just like anytime he thinks he's going to get a little bit of reprieve, like something blows up in his face. Yeah. Like he meets Booster. Booster's going to help him out. Booster blows up and goes to the hospital. And then he goes to see Shazam. Shazam doesn't help him. He goes to get on a ship. His ship blows up. Also, yeah. every episode uh, starts or near the beginning has a new, another one of the Justice League main characters that he's looking through their files. So like the first one was mm-hmm. Superman or Batman. Then he sees Superman. Now now this one starts with him looking through Wonder Woman. And yeah. I love how this, this like database like classifies their powers like by like... Like alpha, beta, like numbers. So they're like mm-hmm. telepathy, beta two, animal specific <laughs> for for Wonder Woman. And I'm like, yeah, like it makes sense. You'd want to like re- like record like what specific power levels each type of telepathy. They it's have. also yeah. a great way if you're very new to comics. It's a great way to like maybe you didn't know that Wonder Woman uh, had like right. empathy towards animals. You know, like little yeah. things like that that are just like, hey, new fan, read this That's event. A good point. Yeah, <laughs> that does come in handy. Yeah. So uh, speaking of Wonder Woman, we're gonna take it to the uh, Justice League Watchtower on the Moon. And the one woman basically is, is like uh, talking to him, and as she's talking to him, um, uh, she's actually the one person that's like being yes. nice. And he, like his narration boxes bring up too that it's like everyone there like pretty much loves Wonder Woman. It's the way she says your name, like she knows you, knows everything about you, the best and the worst. Like she knows you and loves you anyway. And she's like, okay, like I, I believe something is happening, and I have to go back to the embassy, but like I- inform me on what's happening. Yeah, and Mar- Mar- Martian Manhunter is there too, and uh, he's just like, "We'll be here. Get the, yeah. get the fuck out of my watchtower!" <laughs> yeah, immediately, he's like, "You have recovered, then you will be leaving." That's all. Yeah, I the said. thing that's even so sad is they get an emergency call from another, uh, like another comic book, where it's yep. uh, <laughs> another comic. Yeah, book. where please, Adam's we Str- need more sales. <laughs> yeah, Adam Strange is like. Come to, you know, fight the Ranthanagor War on sale now. And Ted hears Martian Manhunter call in everybody. Adam Strange is like, everybody you have. And he doesn't call Ted. Yeah. He's like, I'll call everyone who can make a difference. It's and so also, uh, Martian Manhunter was on the same team as Blue Beetle. He was part of the international team. Oh, really? Yeah, but Blue Beetle uh, and Booster Gold stole all his favorite cookies. And <laughs> he hulked out and destroyed a city block. So uh, forget <laughs> it. I don't like this anymore. Yeah, I was say, like, don't, don't bring up other cookies. <laughs> let, let me just have this. <laughs> also, I did like this is this is when I really was like this is why uh high tier power characters can't ever deal with shit because like this is an example of you see like on another planet a giant war with people getting exploded and like of course they're not going to be like oh your your warehouse got raided is we have to leave these yeah. you know yeah. millions of people to yeah. die. So Ted goes back home and he's sitting in the ruins of his life. And he's like, I'm not a kid anymore. You know, I used to think being a hero was easy. And he's sitting there 
and cleaning his goggles. Oh, yeah, he's cleaning his goggles and he accidentally breaks them. Yeah. yeah, and he's like, "Oh, great!" Like I have the money to get another. Yeah, and he sees that there's something hidden in the glasses. A bug. Yeah, he goes to Bobito and he's like, "What happened?" What happened to he, goes to he goes Gold. to Booster Gold. Uh, uh, Booster Gold. Yeah, and he goes to Booster Gold and he says, "Oh, what happened to your Booster Gold in the hospital?" And he goes to Booster Gold saying, "What happened to your like time traveling psychic robot?" Ski. <laughs> yeah, it's like a sassy robot buddy that's also yeah. from the future. And he's like, "Oh, Ski, 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 Ski," and Booster <laughs> Gold's like, "I don't know what happened to Ski." Um, but uh, he shows him the goggles and it's a piece of... Like, it's Skeets' technology? Like, yes. a part? It's not even movie. just he says, I don't know what happened to Skeets. He's just like, I haven't seen him in a long time. I just assume he abandoned me like everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and Skeets was supposed to monitor, so uh, this, this part of Skeets that's on this goggles is probably monitoring Blue, uh, Blue Beetle's progress. Mm-hmm. And Booster goes like, I gotta go with you. I gotta help you. I gotta And it's Skeets. like that cliched moment where he, like, rips the IV out, and he's like, that's it. Now it's personal. And, but then he collapses because he's still, like, super Yeah, hurt. and then he collapses, and the nurse comes in, or, like, the doctor, and they're like, what are you doing? He's like, they're like, he has to have bed rest. And he's like, he was just trying to help me. You have to promise you'll tell him something for me. Tell him it's not his fault. Remember, that's what I said. And then I yeah. never had a better friend than him. Yeah, that's where you're like, oh. Bros before heroes. So that's uh, chapter five. Oh my God, um, I hate heroes of grace. There's so much more after reading this. Yes! <laughs> so uh, what happens is uh, he tries to call Oracle. And Oracle's like, don't shit. She won't even respond. Yeah. So he has to go uh, track, uh, gets the signal back. No, uh, my favorite is he says, yeah. that I call yeah. Batman next, and Batman answers, and then he puts me on hold. I hang up on him. It saves him the trouble of doing it to me. Uh, yeah. So. So crazy to me. So I mean, not crazy, but I'm like, it's so sad that Batman's just like, I'm gonna put him on hold until he hangs up. Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, leads to uh, a castle. In like the Swiss Alps? Yeah, Swiss yeah. Alps. And Bubio is just infiltrating like a Medigar style kind of type scenario where he's just sneaking past yeah. the guards. Yeah. And this is what I like about it is he's good at it. Like, he yes. doesn't get caught, he gets it. Uh-huh. Yeah, and he that's, this is so this is where the, the flash forward was him find the computer with all of his information. And we finally catch up that moment. And as you look at information, he finds his file. Well, first, even before that, the, some of the little touches that I really like is he's talk, He's looking at Booster's file, and he's like, but they understand nothing. Calling me Michael's, Michael's Booster's real name, associate, is criminal. Calling his murdered sister an associate is obscene. And it's just this, like, mm-hmm. this is the data, but it doesn't tell the whole story. Yeah. So, like, yeah. maybe if your friends only know from the Wikipedia page about Blue Beetle and they think he's lame, maybe they don't know the whole story, you know? <laughs> yeah. Everyone's, everyone's reduced to factoids, and he's yeah, like, this, this, exactly. this is who we are. We, we are more what these descriptions are yeah. and he goes check his file and he says for a moment i don't know where to laugh or cry because it says he's deceased yeah and it says that because uh, a voice comes out from behind uh, clapping saying bravo ted and he says i know who it is before i see him too late to do me any damn good the one associate not listed between my name or boosters or batman's it's maxwell lord it's, it's maxwell, maxwell lord. lord yeah <laughs> and, and so maxwell lord he's like put down the gun and blue beetle he has to- this blue beetle has this like light gun that's non-lethal yeah. But what I like here is he's holding the gun and he's like, I don't have anything to lose. So I'm not putting my gun down. And he says for the first that like his voice doesn't crack because in the past he kept being like, I'm, I'm trying to be brave, but I keep like. Well, it's in front of like Superman and stuff where it's yeah. like, whereas like here, finally yeah. he has to be brave and he's able to. Yeah. Yeah. So then uh, Maxwell Lord gets a nosebleed. And if you know anime, that means Maxwell Lord is really horny. No, <laughs> yeah. it means it's a sign that he's using his powers of mind control. Uh, 
And basically, he forces Mubio to drop the gun. And the thing that I love about this is, Max is like, it's a small price to pay getting these nosebleeds. You wouldn't believe how powerful I've become. I could make Superman kill for me if I wanted to. And Blue Beetle says, no, no, you couldn't. I may be second string, but the first string will take you down. You can bet your life on it. And I love that even at this, like, desperate moment, Blue Beetle's still like, yeah, but they're real heroes. Yeah, yeah. Like, like the A-team will kick your ass. Yeah. And so Maxwell Lord says, like, no, uh, um... You're not a second stringer. I, I knew it. I knew you. You'd be the one to find you. You're, you're a Batman, but I'm, I'm feeling it'll be you, because I, I always know everyone else is made to you, basically. And he reveals that this organization that behind all this is an organization called Checkmate. So a little backstory: Checkmate is basically DC's Shield. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, it's weird because I thought Star Labs was DC's kind of like, but then it makes more sense for Shield because it's a government agency. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's not, it's not a government agency. It's an international agency. And, that um, Max has been like slowly like hostile takeover. Yeah, and of all the pieces on the board, I am king. Yep. Yes. And so he's like, oh, oh. join me, and we can rule this galaxy together as father and son. No. He's, <laughs> yeah. He wants the opposite. He wants to prevent uh, all superheroes from joining together as, as father and son because he fears the rise of what DC calls metahumans. Yeah. Uh, super it, superheroes. This and, this was cool because it, it reminded me. It's like throwback to like the Civil War stuff we read where. You have humans. I mean, he's a meta. I think too, this is before Civil War, isn't it? It's around the same time. It's, but, but yeah, it's, it's right around the same time. Well, yeah, well, I meant like throwback in, for me, like having oh, read yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Civil War a few years ago. Um, reading this, I'm like, this is cool because I like. I always like this concept where Maxwell Lord is like, he's showing up pictures of Superman and Wonder Woman. He's like, these are literal gods, and if they wanted to destroy us, they could. Like, mm-hmm. they. This is a huge problem. We need to monitor them. We need to control them. Uh, and you can help me with this because you're also not a meta. You're you're just yeah. a regular guy with technology. Yeah. And Maxwell brings up the fact that you're you're not you're not a human either. You're meta human. And Maxwell's three obvious Maxwell is looking hypocrite scenario. He's like, no, I can be trusted. It's okay. Like it's one of those where it's like I'm using my power for good though. Yeah. 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 And so Bubio's like, "Fuck you! I'm not gonna help you." And he punches. And, and while they're well, even before that, while yes. they're doing this, yes, it's the computer goes blank, and Ted crashed the computer and wiped all the files. Mm. Yes, and so Bubio starts like, trying to escape, and he's being basically swarmed by all the members of Checkmate, and he's able to, he's, he's able to hold his own until he reaches uh, one man that Maxwell turns to and says, uh, "Download," and the man turns into what looks like. I don't know how to describe it. Kind it's like of a blue, gooey uh, robot, robot type of thing. Yeah, but the best way to compare it is like um, it's something similar to the T one thousand. Basically, he turns like it looks like a normal human, but he turns yeah. into like liquid yeah, metal yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Or chaos from Sonic Adventure. Yes, yeah. exactly. You got or it. like the yellow devil, but skinny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and blue devil. So the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so this this thing just beats the shit out of head. And and, and it also says uh, when he activates him, he says Omac Protocol Blue Beetle recipient and. The guy turns into this thing, and he has, like, countermeasures for Blue Beetle's, like, flare gun or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I, when I first read this, I was like, oh, so he said the name, and now he, like, activates maybe, like, anti-Blue Beetle yeah. weaponry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Spoilers, these guys are, like, Sentinels, basically. They yeah. have protocols for every hero, and they can counteract, counteract Oh, I didn't I didn't think Sentinels had protocols for every hero. I thought they were just big, tough robots. No. Uh, there's, there's variants of Sentinels, because some Sentinels were, like, cheap knockoffs, but... There are sentinels because like everyone makes sentinels, but some of them are cheap knockoffs, and some of them are highly advanced like killer machines. Hmm. So then Ted gets knocked out, and he wakes up, and he's all like, he's like completely like uh, tied up and everything, and he gives Max gives him one last chance, 
And he's like, you know, I have this spy satellite that's, you know, keeping tabs on everybody. And, you and, know, and he says again, like, because again, this, I, what I really liked about this is he, he's being convincing, I think, to the reader where he's mm-hmm. like, all I want to do is put Earth's destiny in the hands of humans, not people pretending to be human. Yeah. In the hands of people like me and people yeah. like you. And Ted's narration is my name is Ted Cord. I am the second man to call himself the Blue Beetle. I tell myself there will be a third. And I hope whoever he or she may be, they do better at it than I have. And he says out loud, you want me to join you? That's why you're telling me all this? Join me or die time. Is that it? And Max says, that's it exactly. And raises the gun. And Blue Beetle says, rotten hell, Max. And then he gets shot in the head. shoots him in the head. And he says, what a waste. And he activates Project OMAC and says... It's time to save the world from itself. And I was like, because I did not see the death coming. I feel like I know yeah. so much like about like comics coming up. Like I know what I knew what happened to Max Lord before coming into this. Mm. I didn't know any of this shit. I was like <laughs> expecting another like shitty uh, crisis, whatever. <laughs> like going back in time, and I'm like, this is so interesting and cool. But like, I, I was like, I was bought in. I thought this was going to be like a good like this whole series would follow along because. I know, like, in 52 that, like, a lot of superheroes are gone, so it has to focus on people like Blue Beetle. So I was like, oh, he's can't, I can't wait for him to be in it. And then he gets yeah. shot in the head right here and yeah. dies. So I was like, all right. It's like, what, it's like how we've talked about, though, with, like, the death of Captain Marvel making me actually care about him for once. Yeah. Like, this, I like Blue Beetle more from this story than most characters we've read uh, in for this show because... Like, a, one good writing job can do more than, you know, having a thousand comics that are just, like, bland whatevers. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And one thing I do want to just say about a book like this, because Maxwell Lord, this was a very controversial book. Yes, yeah, so I want Be- to really quickly explain that. So, this is so controversial that the writers of Just League International, they, they're releasing, a, a, like, a reunion episode, a reunion series for Just League International called, I can't believe it's not the Justice League, I believe. Yes. Because, <laughs> uh, I, 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 you know, it sounds silly, but it was supposed to be a joke book. It's like a Marvel... Like, like, I can't even know. I don't, there's not even been a Marvel movie series that's been that comedic, I don't think. Um, yeah, but it's it's very fun. It's like a revival, and it's the same old creative team. Yeah, and they changed the ending of that series after they found out about this ending and had it so it's Max Soul Lord and Blue Beetle, like, arm around each, other, uh, around each other saying, ah, isn't it funny? We're best friends. Ha ah. ha. Just to say fuck you to DC for yeah. making this change. So, this is a really controversial choice, but I actually, like, really like it. And one of the things I just want to point out is I always complain about, like, everything being dark and gritty and cynical. Mm -hmm. I would make an argument that this is not a cynical book, even though there's a character that's good turning evil and killing people and, like, killing a beloved hero. Because at the sense of it, though, this book is still a story about a hero who wants to do good. Mm -hmm. And even though the world is, like, fuck you. It's it's not mean-spirited. Yeah, it's not mean-spirited. And even though, like, Blue Beetle gets shot in the head and, like, that's not fun, to me it doesn't feel like it's punishing him for being good. It's like rewarding him for like, it's like you get this good story. Yeah, like he did the right thing by trying to fight back against him and standing up to him. Like it was a and, valiant yeah. death. And he's incorruptible. Yeah. And even though like this doesn't drive with his, with like the, the, the history of these characters, it makes us part of the core of the story is that you have to have a character to joke like Blue Beetle and Booster Gold. Like it's kind of like the, uh, Blue Beetle wants to grow up in this, this series. He just doesn't want to be a joke anymore. And um, it's playing on that history. And, and, you know, it's using it for dark ends, but it works because it's using that history to make the more narrative more believable. It's believable that Blue Beetle would be a joke because he literally yeah. was a comedic character until now. Like, Phil and Darryl were like, oh, they stole Oreos, what a fucking idiot. Yeah, the stories were like that. They fucking stole Oreos from characters. Like, yeah. they really were a fucking joke. And it's not like Maxwell Lord is like, I've been evil the whole time. It's that, like, yeah. I realized that things were fucked up. And it's actually later on, yeah. in a later story, like, way after, we're not going to talk about it, but it's revealed that his mom actually died during the death of Superman Doomsday Raid, and that's what convinced actually, him Actually, it was uh... Coast, Coast City. 
Oh yeah, his uh, mom was in Coast wait, City. Remember we were saying like Coast City, like you see that happen, like how do you not traumatize the world? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah, that's yeah. what yeah. makes him realize that these people need to be kept in the, check. That's that smart, makes sense. Yeah, and, and it's dark, but it, it, it refrains from being like edgy, like you guys keep saying. Yeah. Like, yes, like it, like uh, if this was Mark Millar, right? like uh, he would have like uh, showed up at his house and he'd be like, "I already fucked your mom." Uh, Blue <laughs> yeah, no. and then like Blue Beetle's like ass falls out, and like it was just. Like, <laughs> and then Blue is pregnant, and he can't abort it because because his womb will explode. <laughs> no, I was thinking if this was Mark Millar, because one of the scenes I like is the fact that Diana, Wonder Woman, that she believes in him and trusts him. Oh, if this yeah. was Mark Millar, she would have not believed him. And she would have said, I saw your dick and it's really <laughs> small. Yeah, you, you're a cuck. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so now we're going to talk about the Olmec Project. And even with the Superman Wonder Woman crossovers, it's all written by Greg Rucka. Yeah, and we spent a long time on the last one, even though like it's a lot of buildup, because that comic is actually really good and i would recommend even like that as a standalone to read if you have a modicum of interest in this so the only backstory that i want to give for this is the omec project primarily follows sasha bordeaux who is like she's part of checkmate she was maxwell lord's like right hand woman and she's i guess like the black knight i think they like whatever mm-hmm. they have this whole chess thing she's, she's king's knight they, they have like a they have like a black king and queen and a, a white king and queen and then each of them have like a knight yeah. That is like their, you know, right hand. Yeah. yeah. And she's a, a Greg Rucka character that has, he'd been writing in many books for a while. She was Bruce Wayne's bodyguard that was assigned to him by Wayne Corp. And then she eventually found out that he was Batman and then was like almost like a partner until he like went through a gritty Batman phase and banished her forever. And that's when she became a spy. It's Batman's typical thing, right? Where he's like, I can't love anyone. Get away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Also, I like the name of this first issue, So That Men May Live. Mm-hmm. So it starts with Sasha, and it's her internet monologue realizing that she was... This isn't what she signed up for. She's not, like, in this with Maxwell with mm-hmm. Maxwell Lord. She's basically pretending to be super loyal to him no matter what, regardless. Yeah, exactly. So the whole time, like, all her dialogue is like, you know, the king is, you know, the king is the king. We have to listen to him. But yeah. she's disposing of Ted's body... And Max is now uh, showing just how much of his computer, uh, you know, this whole big computer system. It's called Brother I, and it's, no, it's this brother. Like... It's brother Mark One first. Oh, yeah. okay. It's it's Roman numeral I. I like the twist because then they're like, yeah, it's brother I, and I'm like, oh, same name, but <laughs> like how Am became yeah from Allied Master Computer to Am. I like I love AI that becomes yeah. at the end. Not in, not in real life. <laughs> yeah, not in real life. So this is when it's we, we reveal the origin of this satellite. This is the satellite that Batman made. Yeah, Batman made the satellite after the identity crisis because he felt like, I don't trust these metahumans anymore either. Like, fuck superheroes. And yeah, because he got me. mind wiped. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to monitor them. I'm going to be watching the Watchmen. Yep. And so Max, Max is controlling it, and we get a lot of now, because he's, like, killed Blue Beetle and had his, like, agents, like, dispose of the body, there is some you know, like, shaking in the ranks, where some people are, like, going up to Sasha, like, this whole thing's kind of fucked up. And she's, like, clearly on camera being like, no, it's Which not. I, I always appreciate um, when you try and flesh out an organization so that everyone's not like, yeah, it's just, like, when you obey Penguin's orders and you're like, or Doker, and you're like... <laughs> Isn't there a sane Ooh, person here that's like, this is yeah. kind of, like, fucked up. What's happening? Like, Where are the human beings? Yeah, here it's great <laughs> yeah. that they're, like... Max has been because originally they they talked about that there's supposed to be checks and balances that there's two kings and two queens and they're supposed to be like kind of equal and Max has been consolidating power so uh one of the queen's knights comes to talk to Sasha about it and she's like this is wrong like your your boss is doing bad yeah 
And I really like the way the scene transitions happen, because usually what it is is it's the computer spying on a superhero, and then it zooms in on them, and then it cuts to that scene. Mm -hmm. So we get Booster Gold just getting, like, harassed by some guy on the bus, being like, you're a fucking loser, because you don't want to, you know, tell me about all the (laughs) the hot Justice League ass that you got. And Wonder Woman comes, comes down, and she says... Blue Beetle, you know, have you seen him? And and Booster's like, no. And she's like, I haven't seen him in, like, a few days. And he's like, oh, we better go. But he doesn't have any of his, like, gear with him because he just got out of the hospital. So she has to carry him around. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, I believed him. And, you know, there's a lot of, like, Booster, like, I just stayed in a hotel bed. and uh, Not a hotel, a hospital bed. And now, like, you know, he's he's gone and nobody believed him. And so she's like, I believe him, but I feel that something's wrong. So let's go investigate. And, and as Ryan said, the scene transitions are all, like, Every time they switch between Batman and Sasha and all these people, it's like the the eye thing. Yeah, so you can see and, like Blue Beetle. I mean, uh, the the eye can see everything pretty much. And, and what I really liked about it too is there's a lot of just like computer like green text on all these screens, mm-hmm. and a lot of the time it actually gives you insight into what's going on. And I really really liked that. Like throughout mm-hmm. this, I, I I kept looking through it, and it's like it's it's saying basically what the computer is quote unquote Think, thinking. thinking. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's really, really cool. So now Maxwell Lord tells Sasha to spread some evidence around to, like, set up, like, false trails and everything. But what she does do is she takes uh, Blue Beetle's goggles, the broken ones that, you know, were on him when he died, and she sends them to Batman with a note. You don't control it anymore. And Alfred's like, what does that mean? And... Batman says it means Ted Cord is dead, Alfred, and none of us are safe. None of us. And it shows this like huge, very ominous, scary looking satellite that is the the brother Mark One satellite. It's got a red eye. It has a big eye on it. And also, yeah, yeah, the the icon for it was like this big eye, and he's Batman throughout this whole issue has been trying to like log on, and it like it won't let him in, and he keeps trying to talk to him. He's like, brother, why won't you talk to me? And just yeah. a, oh, all his screen is just a big eye. Yeah. And that's the end of issue one. Yeah. And we see that this the satellite's like a there's like a network of them around yeah. the planet. Mm-hmm. So issue two opens with Batman remembering what happened back when he got his mind wipe where he's like, I remember because it was Sue. I came back and it's about like how they were wiping Dr. Light's mind and then Batman came in and he's like, what are you doing? And then they had to wipe his mind. And I I like that Batman brings up that like he goes into a narration about how memory is a slippery beast. It can't be controlled, not with drugs or emotion or magic with the right triggers with enough pressure cracks appear light shines in each new crack raises questions and each question creates new cracks and it's cool because what happens is it shows like just prior like a couple pages ago it shows batman trying to like running at them to stop them from uh mind wiping dr light and then here now it's replaced with like there's catwoman she's holding down two-face and then oh that's huntress actually whatever oh (laughs) And he, like he goes to throw like a boomerang and poison ivy spraying him, so it's like clearly. Oh, uh, you mean a batarang? <laughs> and, and it's all the same stances <laughs> as he was taking against the Justice League in the other yeah, one. So yeah, like, yeah. These yeah. these are all bringing back to him, like Daryl. That's saying. the same, and that's a reference. Remember in Identity Crisis, that's how Doctor Light remembered when everybody ganged up on him the same way. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's so good. It's it's so good. <laughs> Yeah, and then and then he continues saying, uh, leaving the truth after each piece falls away, and he says, "Do you understand? They broke the promise, and if they couldn't be trusted, then by extension, none of us could. Yeah, it doesn't matter who was responsible. What mattered what mattered was that it happened to begin with, and I was damned if I was going to be ever if I was ever going to let that happen again. And that and it cuts to brother I or brother Mark One in the sky, <laughs> and so it's like it's showing you like this is this obviously motivated him to make this AI. System. Yeah, and not only that, but like the narration ties in with him because he was telling the Justice League of America right now. He's like, so I set up this satellite and it's been watching you. Yeah, so like as he's narrating, it, cu- it cuts it cuts to Booster Gold him narrating at the Watchtower. 
to Superman, Booster Gold, and Wonder Woman. And he explains that he made the satellite, you know, all that exposition, but then... He's like, I don't control it anymore, and someone stole it. Um, yeah, and he also pulls out the broken goggles, and he's like, Blue Beetle's dead. Booster's like, Booster's like you got him killed, and he tries to attack Batman. Because uh, uh, he's, he's in his booster suit. He calls him a son of a bitch. Yeah, and then yeah. Uh, Batman, uh, Superman blocks the, the ray, and he's like, Blame will be late later, um, and Booster goes like, Who are you kidding? No, it won't. He has to admit he was wrong first, and there's like an awkward silence. Yeah, Batman and, doesn't say anything. He's like, yeah. I'm not wrong. <laughs> yeah, and, and Superman, <laughs> tries to change the subject. So, uh, so should still brought up one. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then we and, cut now to Maxwell yeah. Lord watching this conversation, and I'm like, man, how does the these satellites are really getting in everywhere? I'm like, how do they see through like <laughs> yeah, everything? They're everywhere. And get audio. How do they get audio? I mean, they were designed by Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Remember Dark Knight? That's still. Oh, because he could have bugged. He could have bugged everywhere. In, in, in the um, movies, the, the dark, Batman was able to do that in the movies, Dark Knight, remember? Yeah. Like, you just, yeah. like for, for a comic book budget, you can do them definitely. And like, also, I assume if Batman was designing it, he probably used a lot of the same kind of software that he used in the Justice League Tower. But, yeah. yeah. So, you know, there is a level of, like, it's Batman. Yeah. Max Lord's trying to figure out how, like, he's trying to deduce how they got the goggles, and he decides to distract them from, like, figuring more stuff out by uh, killing another hero in, was it Russia? It's actually oh, yeah. Yeah. they introduced this beforehand, but uh, we, we should uh, quickly explain. Uh, Red Rocket was another member of the Rocket Red. Rocket Red uh, was another member of the, the, the Justice League International, along with Blue Beetle. Uh, he was like the Russia's Soviet Russia's like uh, mm-hmm. uh, ambassador, whatever you want to call it. And yeah. uh, he was fighting earlier in the story. He was fighting this villain, and now Olmec is sent to kill the villain that Rocket Red was fighting. And they say like somebody just killed this former adversary of the Justice League. Like, what happened here? Yeah, so he activates Omac, and he's just another random guy. Turns into that like blue, goopy chaos. That's guy. that's he, how he's seeing a lot of the stuff too. I forgot to mention. Oh yes, because when when yes. when he's watching the fight, he's watching a fight between Overthrow and Red Rocket, Rocket Red earlier, and a person in the crowd is watching this, and he is seeing through their red eyes. So mm. he he seems to have seated like people around the world that are like um, sleeper cells, which can see th- he can see through them, and then turn them into these blue things when he needs to. And also, yeah. at the same time, the computer is on the case of who sent these goggles, and it's, like, searching through all the knights, uh, all the, the the king and queens, and you see it just going through, and it's like, who who could it be? Who could it be? And mm-hmm. we're like, oh, fuck, Sasha's going to get caught. Yep. Yeah. And so then they have a meeting inside of Checkmate with the other the, the other kings and queens, the white king and black queen. Before he even goes to the meeting, you see the, the brother is listening to their conversation. You see in the text, it's saying, we all agree that he's out of control. We're talking about a coup. Uh, yeah. Blah blah blah. And he's so destroying he, he... us, preserving, and then the computer goes error, inconsistent, sub, perverting the whole organization. Like the computer can't even pick up on everything 100. percent and needs to substitute words. And then it fixes it. Like once it's like what makes yep. sense. It's yep. it's really cool the way it's done because you're like this is like how an AI would process this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they go into this board meeting and basically it's Maxwell Lord. He decides to pretty much <laughs> kill everyone in here. But I love Sasha's. He doesn't just kill everyone. He controls someone else and makes them kill. Yeah, the, the, queen, queen. the queen's the queen's knight, midnight, uh, who was questioning Maxwell Lord to uh, Bordeaux before. Also, yeah. they don't know that he can mind control. They don't know he's a meta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it was great because like Sasha immediately deduces what's going to happen, and as they're just talking, she's already sitting there figuring out. It's like they're here to challenge him. That's why Midnight's here. Black Queen's night ready to commit regicide, which means she plans to shoot me too. And I don't want to kill her because she wants to stop Maxwell Lord. But if he survives, he's going to torture her. So she's 
trying to figure out what's gonna what like the right thing to do is when you're an undercover agent. Yeah, and and I and I, I love it because like you should board those basically forced to watch. You, they, they, they feel like there's moments where she could come in and save them. Like they're begging her, please help us, he's out of control, and yep. she just stands up the stone face as everyone's getting murdered in front of her. Yeah, yeah, I this is probably my one writing part that I was like qu- questioning the most out of the whole the whole story arc because I'm like. Based on what's going to happen, where she like immediately gets like is revealed as a traitor and gets caught like right after this, I'm like, I guess she didn't know she was about, but she yeah. she like she openly betrays him like next episode, like next issue. Well, he also it showed from his perspective earlier in the issue that he she was one of his top suspects because he was like it's somebody on the inside and it cuts to him watching yeah. footage of her. <laughs> so like I think that Max was just ahead, like he was a step ahead of her at this point. But like why not cuz like it's not even next issue. It's like right now she betrays him right after this. So I'm like mm. why not betray him like 5 seconds earlier and maybe like save the organization? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Like it's, no, it's... she doesn't she betrays him but she keeps it's under the guise of like espionage and stuff cuz she gets caught cuz what happens is after this happens she goes to meet with Batman and tell him what's going on and she gets caught by like the Omax gets sent in and then your cover is blown there like she probably thought her cover was going to last longer oh, than it did. Oh yeah, maybe. Yeah, instead of just like pulling a gun being like I was the one that did it, which yeah, is again what like a bad writer would do rather than like that her cover got blown. Yeah. Mm. And so yeah, she does go meet with Batman, they make out and then these blue guys jump to the ceiling. And their task is to... Uh, he wants Sasha captured back yes. and eliminate Batman. So you're like, I guess yeah. Batman's dead. And I love, too, again, it's watching this hooded figure and it's trying to figure out, it's like insufficient data, who is this? And then it's like nine-point match with Sasha Bordeaux. Like, just by like the gestures and the side of the face. Mm-hmm. Man, it's so good. I keep saying it because I'm just... I, I, You know, out of everything we've read, like, very few things I said I loved because I'm like... They don't... A lot of things I enjoyed, but they didn't spark, like, joy in my heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... And this, I was reading this, and I'm like, I, I, this sparked joy in me. It's, it's, it's the coffee. <laughs> it probably was. It, it, it's the combination, the coffee and the fact that this is good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's a combination of your state of mind, and also, the thing is, I, I guess it is. <laughs> so, issue three. So, now we start out with this fight scene where the blue people are fighting, you know, Sasha and Batman. And she's kind of doing exposition here, where she's like, uh, these are controlled by the brothers network and uh you know didn't you make them so didn't you make these guys and he's like no i didn't make this i just made the satellites yeah mm-hmm. um and so she kind of tells him oh it's checkmate they kill blue beetle i like that too immediately batman suspects her of trapping him when they yeah. hear he's like you did this yeah and so um he like basically gets to grapple away but sasha gets grabbed by the blue people and which we now i, th- I think by this point he doesn't just moments. grapple away yeah, the Omax actually, they like, they fight him for a bit, and then they break, they grab him, they break his belt, and then they cuff him with his own handcuffs that Mr. Miracle had designed. Well, even before that, th- this is when Batman, he takes, he grabs, like, this, like, blade. Mm-hmm. There's a sword? I don't know where this sword comes from. They were inside uh, some kind of... <laughs> <laughs> but, he, well, they were actually in the in Ted Kord's warehouse. Yeah. He pulled uh, but, a sword from his belt, it looks like. Oh, I guess, okay, I guess. It's, 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 no, it's that sword that turns into a bouquet of roses from the last issue we read of Batman. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So this is when he stabs the Omac and realizes that, oh, it's bleeding. There's a person mm-hmm. in there. Yeah. yeah. It's not just a machine. And that's when they, you know, they like you said, they cut the belt. And he realizes that they're, he's using my tactics. This is like what I would do. They cuff him. And they throw him in the river. Yeah, they blast him in the face with a laser, and then he falls into the river. And then you think it's like, how's he get out of this? And Superman just flies in and picks him up. 
Yeah. And so they're like, uh, Superman's like, where did they go? And they're like, uh, they vanished? It's, it's, and Superman says that he's fought them before in Metropolis, which is probably like, you know, in... A previous, in it, was, it was a previous uh, one. Because they, yeah. they have, if you see on the back, they have like, the reading order, on the back of these issues, they have a reading order to Infinite Crisis. They had a ton of like different titans where people fought like Old Max and other different stuff mm. was happening. Like, mm. like, yeah. like, like, they always were like, like, major events coming, what's Dagon Titan, what's not? And it's always like, all this stuff com- keeps coming in. So. Yeah. But one thing I will say, I feel like in this era, a lot of it is much more self-contained and easy to follow than like usual. Like, even though like Superman references, like I fought this guy before, it never, he's, that's all he says no, about nothing it. crucial. Nothing, nothing crucial happened in that fight. It was just, he yeah. fought it. Yeah. yeah, and and it does reinforce to the heroes that like if they disappeared, they might have like he's Batman's like they back they vanished back into the crowd, uh, which suggests that they're people, especially since he saw the blood. And then we cut to space, and this is again what I was like. This is something that I think again a bad writer would skip or like do a bad job. But I'm like all the people who can fly in space are looking for that fucking satellite because why yeah. would you not yeah. do that? And so you have like Guy Gardner, you have uh, Booster Gold. So first you have Booster Gold and Wonder Woman, and then Guy Gardner shows up. He's the the brass Green Lantern that we've talked yeah, about. Yeah, and this is important. And Guy Gardner has no interest in looking for a satellite. He tells Wonder Woman, like, like Wonder Woman's like, we have to find a satellite. And Guy Gardner's like, shut the fuck up, you dumb broad, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he like says a bunch of shitty stuff. Yeah, I could stare at your rack for hours. I'm like, fuck <laughs> yeah. this guy. But the main thing that he says is he says, Booster, what are you doing out here? Like, you're, you know, we should be finding who killed our buddy. Yeah. And Wonder Woman's like, well, you know, and he's like, which part of shut up didn't you understand? I'm thinking we get the rest of the crew, Fire, Max, the others. We go kick some major ass. And basically he's, Guy, Guy Gardner's like, listen, I know you're a big hero and like, you know, everything's great. But like, he was one of ours. You were never part of our league. It's up to us to bring yeah. him in. Like, mm-hmm. this is something we have to yeah. say. He's saying it to Wonder Woman. And Wonder Woman basically is having none of it. She's she just, they start fighting. And Blizzard goes like. It's because he, he uses his ring to put, like, his finger up in her face to be like, shut up. What didn't you understand? Like, shush her. And so she just punches him into a nearby satellite and blows it up, <laughs> saying, you do that again, and I'll remove that ring from your hand. Yeah, and so, but, and Blizzard Gold basically breaks it up, saying, what was, what, what, what was he accomplishing? And he, and he basically, like, he sides, you know, reluctantly with uh, Guy Garner saying, yeah, I know you're being nice, Wonder Woman, but. You really weren't part of our group. Like this yeah. is this is for us to deal with. Sorry, and he leaves. Yeah. Yeah. And, she and the thing up. that I like about this too that like, a lot of times we talk about how like there's so many shitty forced fights. Yeah. This fight between Wonder Woman and Guy Gardner is two panels. Yep. Yeah. And like it's a, it's I, a punch. It's a flex. Yeah. Like they're flexing each, yeah. each other. Yeah. Really. It also yeah. makes sense because Guy Gardner would not be polite to Wonder Woman, and Wonder Woman would not take his shit. Like it yeah. Makes sense. yeah. No. Like it it works, but it's not like okay, we need an action scene. Yeah. You know, it is, like it is, it is to show like they will have tension and then. Yeah, we could get out of the way. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we cut now to uh, back to the headquarters of Checkmate. Sasha has been captured, and she's in a cell with the Black Queen's Knight, who who shot Midnight. all the people under mind control. Yep. yep. And you know Maxwell Lord shows up, and yep. The thing is, like, he shows up, and then he takes out of like a little compartment, just like a tissue, and she immediately starts thinking, "Oh God, he's gonna he's gonna do it. He's gonna take my mind from me," because he always takes the tissue out. To wipe his nosebleed when he starts mind controlling. Yeah, yeah, he gets so yeah. horny. She says like it's. She feels the pressure building. The buzzing gets worse. It's like claws on a chalkboard, but it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's like, "How?" He he says, "How can you fight me? Oh, there's only one person who can fight me. How can you fight me?" And he gets mad. He leaves. Um, and then we come back, come back to the Justice League, and Wonder Woman's like, "Yeah, I couldn't find it." Uh, he, so Wonder Woman goes back to Superman, Batman specifically. Yeah, <laughs> and she's like, "Yeah, it's hiding somewhere." Um, and then we see that. 
Rocket Red is cut in half, and they find him. No, Rocket Red. Not Rocket Red, though. The guy Rocket was fighting. Overthrow. Overthrow. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Overthrow does have red on him, so. Yeah. <laughs> I can get yeah. They're, both, they're both Russians. They're I didn't know who was yeah. who either. Ruskies all are red. They're all the same. Yeah. And Max sees that Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman now know about Checkmate. And Batman's like, I'm going to find them, shut them down. And Max is like, it's too early. I didn't want to do this yet. But now we have no choice. Yep. And he says, locate target Alpha 1. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I think I know who this is. Yeah. Encode is like, previous. Encoding. Yep. Begin recording. You've always been the one we can count on. All of us. We rely on you to protect us, to save us. But you've made enemies, my son. Powerful enemies. You know this better than anyone. They mean you harm. They mean the people you love harm. And they're on the move, son. This very moment, they're on the move. And, and you see his nose start to bleed as he's giving this monologue. And he says, unless you are strong, unless you heed my warning and do what must be done, all who rely upon you, who trust in you, could perish. And we see Clark Kent <laughs> seeing this on a screen. And he says, don't worry, Father. I'll keep us safe. Yeah. To be continued yeah. in Su- uh, Superman. So this is, yeah, this is when we jump over to Adventures of Superman 642. Uh, this, this is... Because these next two issues are really important, and I hate that they're not part of this, like, OMAX series. Because I could not imagine jumping from three to four. Like, Sly left us a note that was like, hey, you need guys need to read these two things. And, like, if I had not read that note, I would have been both, like, confused and also ruins the surprise of what happens. Uh, one thing I want to point out in the trade yes, The trade's collected in the order we're reading it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The trade so there's, there's like, the only way you could have missed these is if you read it only single in issues. single issues as yeah, it was coming that's out. And, like, and, 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 but Daryl, you're not a single issues reader. Like, the people who read single issues do this all the time. So, like... And I'm sure that they usually cut these out for the trade, but I, I'm i pretty positive at the end of the did, issue it would say, like, continue the story in Adventures of Superman 642 or whatever. Yeah, but I understand that, like, I do wish it was all super contained, but, like... If you read this anytime but the day it came out, it's not going to be. I think it's fine because this format is not for Daryl. Daryl would read this in trade. You you will be a trade reader. Mm -hmm. And in trade, they collect it in the order of reading it. So, like, this isn't for you anyway. I think this is the best of both worlds. But you don't think that maybe there would be some people picking up this individually and they might not think they'll miss out on that much. But but it tells you you which issue to pick up. It's not like. But it says the story continues. So it's like, like, to me, that's like, here's like a tie in. Because on the Superman cover, it just says, like, it doesn't even say a tie-in. So. If, you, if you're like a brand new reader, maybe, but most people, they know the score by now. Like, if, if you're reading an event, you know, like, I gotta pick up these issues. Like, I, I gotta blow the fucking $3. I just, I think that, like, sometimes I understand where, you know, you have a tie-in. It, it could help explain more of the story. But, like, to me, this was continuing the story in another comic, which was weird. Yeah, no, I, I think that that's, that's a very fair critique. I, 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 I'm gonna push back on this because X-Men does this all the time and X-Men events are the best. It makes it feel. It feel it makes it. That's fair. It makes makes it feel more like it's part of that story that it is tying into the books for me. Like it's mm. not just a separate thing by a separate writer. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Where and also Greg Rucka was writing Superman and yeah, Wonder Woman so, at the time. Yo, so here it, and here it flows very naturally because it is the same writer for all of them. So okay. So anyway, so this story we are jumping to kind of like a mi- the middle of this crossover, but the main thing that's happening is Superman is now very somberly standing in the Watchtower, and and, and they make a point here because this comes up later too that. He hear he has such good hearing that he's listening. He can hear the the creak of leather as Carter worries the grip of his mace. He hears Wally's tapping of his fingers. Mm. Uh, he his impatience that, a symptom of his confusion. I like that. Yeah, line. that John uh, Marshall Manor has been holding his breath for six minutes. 
and just I like that point because then later his hearing comes into yeah. it and I'm like oh they mentioned that too. Mm-hmm. and then it cuts to Batman's like bruised and bloodied body on like basically his deathbed and Superman's watching over it and he says uh, you know I don't want to believe it but the heat vision burns on his chest the thumbprints left in his skin my fingerprints in his flesh I know it's the truth and I don't remember doing it so it's everyone's just very on edge because Superman beat the hell out of Batman while he was under Max's control. Mm. Yeah, and so this is why I picked this issue because there's a good summary if I read the whole story because the Justice League basically uh, go through surveillance footage and see, wow. I yeah. love I love that they did through surveillance footage first of all, mm-hmm. and my immediate first thought was how did Superman not immediately explode Batman? Uh-huh. And because I, I always am like I need my I need my worlds to be like logically consistent. Or I just can't do it. Yeah, you yeah. know. Yeah, and like. It's so cool that he that he starts the fight in the Justice League Tower, and the Justice League Tower has like defense systems that that mm-hmm. scale to the power level of the def- the intruder. Mm-hmm. So they immediately put on like omega level defenses or whatever, and Superman is like smashing through them still, but it gives Batman enough time to like not die immediately. And yes. what I appreciate too is his fight with Batman. It, like Batman doesn't fight back. Superman comes over, he <laughs> slams his head down into like the machine that he's working at, and he starts to like strangle him, and then he like he lasers him with his eyes, and that's it. He only does three things to Batman and puts Batman in critical condition, yeah. which makes sense. And he's being shot by 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 lasers that are sonic, apocalyptic, disruption beams, and Thanagarian broad spectrum laser beams at the same time. I was like, this is good. Yeah, and the thing that I really appreciated is the art completely mirrors the uh, wounds we just saw yep, yep. and had described. So like, you see him like hit him with heat vision right where the scars were. Yeah. Like it's it's definitely sometimes you know fights are just like filler pages. Yeah, and they just get this, bruised. This like it's really yeah. yeah yeah. And you see the fight is on the security footage, and you see every member of the Justice League look watching, and you see their face looking really like Wally looks very upset. Superman can't look at the can't look. Uh, yeah. You know, Wonder Woman's like looking kind of down, and it's like and it's funny. This fight lasts a few seconds. He gets lasered by the by the, the defense systems. He gets one more hit on Batman. This big robot comes in, he knocks it out, and then Wonder Woman joins the fight already. Like it's it's very he he gets his ass kicked so fucking quickly. <laughs> yeah, which makes sense because <laughs> yeah, like yes. What, what's neat about this is Superman's the whole time he's trying to like he's saying that he thought he was fighting like Doomsday or Ruin, so that's why he really wanted to like fight and kill and uh, Martian Manhunter brings up like during the fight that like Wonder Woman comes in she starts strangling Superman through the lasso and he breaks one of like oh, the side paneling the hull yeah. yeah the hull to to open up into space so it sucks Batman out and Wonder Woman goes to, and she has to block it and then Superman opens up another one and just like flies out to escape to force her either you let me get out or you have to let Batman get sucked out and yeah. it's great because yeah. yeah, Marsh Manhunter is like, this was not really what we see in Mind Control or Brainwashing because this is like, he's Strategic. using Superman tactics. Yeah. 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 He realized, so Marshall Manhunter says like, we have to do a deep, deep like dive into your psyche to mm-hmm. find out who did this. And he goes with Wonder Woman into his mind because he's like, maybe he'll, you know, like you more. Marsh, Marsh Manhunter is a telepath for us all now. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we see that, we see the fight like from half his perspective, half, you know, like half Superman's perspective, half, you know, what really happened. Yeah, and we it's see, like, kind of like this cool like dreamscape type of deal that you would imagine someone, ima- like how their memory works where everything's flooding together. Lois is getting strangled by Batman and it's a kind of cracked glass looking yeah, so, uh, yeah. Ruin's also like strangling her, so it's like constantly like switching. Like he's dressed up, I think, kind of like that guy too. So it's like a a mis- mismatch. And we get a quick flash that 
it was Maxwell Lord. Yeah. So they see it and they go, how could this be? And they're like, we got to go, you know, take him out. And Martian Manhunter reveals that this can't be undone. So you have to be super careful. Mm. Yeah. They, they, they basically surmise that must have taken years for Maxwell to do this, to creep into Superman's mind. And it's not going to be undone overnight. Like just, uh, and I love this solution too. They're like, we can't have Superman uh, mind controllable. So we're going to trap him in time. And we're going to send him in an infinite teleporting loop. So he can't get out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I guess that's what you have to do. Yeah. They, did, they, they, they actually did to Doomsday before. So it actually makes sense. They thought of this. Cause oh, that's how they yeah. defeat Doomsday once. Hmm. And then Superman realizes, or at least he thinks, oh, I'm not the one who's being controlled. It's everybody else. He's controlling everybody. So only I can take him yeah, out. Yeah, because they'll go after Diana next, and they, they don't realize that they're the ones that are in trouble. So then he grabs Martian Man on Earth. Yeah, he said, he said, he realized, you know, he starts thinking, it's not me they're control he's controlling, it's them. Like, they're, they're trying, Maxwell Lord must be controlling everyone else to take me out of commission. And he's like, now I got to stop these Maxwell Lord uh, taking over people. He starts attacking yeah. the Justice League. Yeah. And he does like, he throws Martian Manhunter right into that teleport tube. He basically does like a lot of quick things mm. similar to like before where what he does is he does it quick enough so he could get out of here. Yeah. So like, so, you know, it's not just like he just beats everybody right away. He's still using tactics. And in the background is like Maxwell Lord's dumbass, like grinning, smiling face to let you yeah. know, even though like... Superman, like, it's all from his perspective, so he's all, like, he's not, like, killing anyone, he's just trying to get out, and he's, he, like, all of his narration seems like he's sane, but it's very clear, like, by the end of this, you're like, oh, no. Maxwell's he's... face is split on both sides of the action, yep. and on one side, it's it's just him, and the other side, it's him all bleeding out of the nose again. Yeah. 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 I also so love, then... I also love how he just, they, they put him in, like, a Green Lantern box, and he's like... I punch it. It's my punch versus John's will. I win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, so Wonder Woman tracks Superman down to the Checkmate Castle. And just to clarify, Wonder Woman's the one that goes after him because she says, I'm, I can see truth. Maxwell Lord's the only one. I'm the only one that Maxwell Lord can't affect. So, yeah, when he said maybe one person, it's Wonder Woman that mm -hmm. can resist it. Yeah. That's interesting. And, and yeah, so she flies down to see him. And as she gets there, she's like, where is he? Where is he? <laughs> and his nose is profusely bleeding at this point, and Maxwell Lord like says he's right behind you, princess. And Superman's like definitely personnel kid, and he grabs Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah, and he he forces Wonder Woman to kneel and says, "What do you say? Are you ready to kneel before the Lord?" Yeah, that uh -huh. ends that's Superman issue. <laughs> and so then we jump over to the Wonder Woman series, and she like she brings the the reader up to speed that she's like Maxwell's controlling Superman, and that he's seeing Doomsday murdering Lois and. Uh, he thinks you're him, so he's going... When I tell him to, he won't stop. He will kill you. And which yeah. is why I like, too, that the mind control is basically... It's him trying to fight, you know, like, the strongest, worst enemy you can possibly imagine. So you wouldn't be... Not, not just that. He he makes Doomsday imagine... He makes him imagine oh. Doomsday's killing his wife. Yeah. So not just that. It's that his ultimate enemy... And he just did the ultimate crime. So, like, Superman will want to fucking murder Wonder Woman in this instance. Yeah, and she's like, free him. You have to free him. And he's like, why? I have absolute control over him. That's something Lex hasn't even been able to manage. And he's been trying for far longer than I have. And before you think knocking me out is the answer, let me tell you it isn't. Because eventually, I'll wake up. And if only for a moment, I'll have him dance for me again. I, I for this, <laughs> as soon as he said that, I'm like, you have to kill this guy. Like, <laughs> yeah. If he's like, he's like, as soon as I'm conscious, I'm going to make Superman kill you. I'm like, well, then you have to fucking die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There were so many times in this book that I was like, this is the part where Phil would say this. And then like, a lot of times it goes the way I think Phil wants it to go. Yeah, well, that's why I thought that's why I enjoyed it so much. Where like when I'm reading a story, I'm like, logically, this has to happen. Yeah. And in this story, so much of it was like, that is 
what people do. Like that, yeah. like they they go with what I think a, a normal person in that situation would go for. I, one thing I also like, one thing I also like is she asked me like, "Why are you doing this?" And he's about to say like, "Oh, it's because of meta." Oh wait, I'm not gonna tell you. And you're not gonna talk yeah. me into casting all my yeah, plans. That, I you doing this. That's what's so great. Like I, I I really like Maxwell Lord as like a villain because he seems like he's taking like all the right steps and it's like his heart's kind of in a good place where he's like, I just want like superheroes regulated. It's just that he's like very arrogant. He thinks that he can do everything. Well, he's also like super manipulating every event where he has like them crash down on a busy street. Yeah. And like, so their fight, like, and Wonder Woman's like, well, I hope it's deserted. Before that, um, he said, he, he, tell, he tells her, I'm not gonna give you a chance. Yeah. There's nothing you can convince me. me to let him go. And she's like, I can be very persuasive. We could only speak. And he's like, no, thanks. <laughs> he summons Superman yeah. to fight her. A lot of a lot of this issue is the fight between Superman and Wonder Woman, and mm. I, I often don't like when we read an issue that's just action. But this was so good. It was so good, and it's like the part of me that likes like like Shonen and Dragon Ball Z. I'm like seeing seeing two high level like high power superheroes, mm. especially really well known ones like Superman and Wonder Woman, go at it. Is like it was really impressive fight. But a lot of it is that it's because Wonder Woman's narration boxes are throughout all of this and it's her analyzing like what's happening or what to do next but it's not in a way where it's like a Stanley where you're just repeating what I'm seeing. It's like it it complements what you're seeing on. It's such a small, there's such a fine line between being Stanley where you're like I have to teleport out of the way in time I can't do it. Where here she's like I have to be able to free my hands and then she goes to do it and then she's like I gotta break his grip and then she tries to do it and you see her like like doing what she's she's like i have to do this to beat him even like this he, she's trying to get the lasso around him and she's like it's like he knows what i'm trying to do like he knows what the lasso can do <laughs> and he breaks her wrist and it's like it's not just describing that he's trying to stop her it's more describing like motivations oh but also i think it's important uh, the thing when i first read it like uh, uh, 10 years ago whatever it really shows like superman's power level because wonder woman's like on the city oh, this so entire good. time and she's barely like uh, holding it back. Like, he and she has kryptonite. And she has kryptonite. Yeah, she's like he's he got great. He like holding her about to throw her to his son, and he as he's doing, he's melting her face, and she's like trying to block his eyes from stopping him from melting <laughs> she, her she face. Keeps, yeah, she keeps using her her bracers to like block his heat vision like so quick, and and then she pulls out the kryptonite that she took from Batman, I think. Yeah, yeah Batman even had kryptonite. Then, even then, he punches her from the sun to earth. <laughs> like and she like burns up in reentry and like makes a crater on her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, and also, meanwhile, uh, Maxwell Lord does mention that he is recording this whole thing. Yeah, yeah. And oh, it's just it. This is just a really great thing because after she like crash lands on Earth, she's like, I feel the Earth dot 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 vibrate, and then you just hear off in the distance what you did to her. He won't stop. Cal, please never do it to anyone. Never do it to anything again. And then he just breathes all this, like, his uh, cool air. He does ice breath. Ice breath. He does ice breath on yeah. He, like, smashes and a And he rock. says, they made you smarter, but you're still an animal. Just a rabid animal that needs to be put down. Yeah, I love that he's just, he's completely out of his mind here being mind-controlled and stuff. And, and she, Wonder Woman's like, god damn, he's so, he has so yeah. many fucking so <laughs> She tries to get away from him, but she knows he has super hearing. So when, to find someone, he just does super hearing. So she gets behind him and just slams her bracers into his ears. But I also, I also like that he knows, like, because Superman stops talking and he starts looking around. And she says, I know he's using his hearing at this point. Yeah. He'll, 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 he's using his hearing, he stops talking. Yeah, like, see, it's, like, logical where it's, like, a lot of bad fights would just be, like, and then I punch, like, try and get in a fighting match with Superman. Yeah. Yeah. I was behind him and I put my sword up his ass and, you yeah. Know. Well, because this is so good because it shows Superman's power set, but it also shows how good and strategic Wonder Woman is. Yep. Like, yeah. this whole fight, she's 
countering him, even though she's like on the defensive the whole time, she's still like holding her own in a way that's not just I'm so strong, it's okay. Yeah, she's using she's using tactics, and yeah. so she, when Superman's using his, uh, his super hearing, she clangs her uh, metal braces against his ears and makes him basically scream in agony because of the yeah. loud ringing in his ears. And then this is when she gets her wrist broken when she tries to use the lasso because he knows what she's trying to do by get the getting the lasso around him. And so then... I love it. This time, I'm the one who screams, she says. Yeah. So then she kicks him away, and she also uses her animal telepathy to summon a bunch of birds <laughs> on him to distract Poor him. Poor birds. Because they last five seconds. She just needs to get to Maxwell Lord and stop him. Yeah, Superman just spins around real fast in a whirlwind yeah. to get the birds And all the, all the birds, like a whole swarm of birds just gets flown away. Yeah. So she puts her lasso around him, and she's just yelling at him, end this. You have to end this now. Around Maxwell Lord. She goes to Maxwell Lord, puts the lasso around Maxwell Lord. Yep. And, and picks him up by the throat. And he's like, you have... She's like, stop it now, end it. And he goes, no. And he's gonna show up, and he's gonna he's gonna start over again. He's gonna kick your ass again until you kill him, yeah. or until he kills you. And this is again when I was like, there's a third option here. Yeah. Well, he says, you think I've lied to you, but I haven't. I can't. He's mine. I'll never yeah. let him go. And he's like, I have the lasso of truth with me. I can't be that, lying. That's why I like literally... too, because I was like, why is he telling all these things? I forgot. Oh, it's the lasso of truth. He has to speak the truth. So he's like, yeah, I'm never gonna let him go. And I actually, I misremembered this, this this scene. And yeah. I remember thinking, I remember like, oh, I remember that scene being kind of hokey because Black Widow was like, basically like, kill me, you gotta kill me, one woman. Yeah. And no, it's because he's saying like, that's the only way you can stop. Like, she says, me. tell me how to free him from your control, and he looks a little scared for the first time, and he says, kill me. And so she grabs and his head and just snaps. She his does neck. it. <laughs> and here is when I was like, cool, like that was the obvious thing, but then it's great because you're like, why was he saying it so much? Like, why does he want to die? Yeah. And then. And uh, it's just like, and it's also. <sighs> It's so good because they establish throughout this that Wonder Wonder, Man, Wonder Woman's like a really great warrior. Mm-hmm. She does what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. And like it's this wouldn't work nearly as well with any other character. Like having Wonder Woman be the one to make this call like makes so much more sense than having anyone else do Especially it. Especially cuz everyone yeah. else is like kind of like the, how they're mean to Blue Beetle and they're mean to Booster Gold. And she's the only one that's like the trusting like kind of like the mom of the team. And here she is and it shows you like her face it's just like stoic and flat when she snaps his neck cuz she's like I just got to do this. It's a nice like way to add depth to her beyond like I don't want to kill you. I care about everyone. She's like no fuck fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I love everyone, but you gotta die. Yeah, you gotta you. die, man. <laughs> which I yeah. agreed. I'm like, you have to kill this guy if he can control yeah. Superman. So, uh, which again, which again proves his point that if if Superman was out of control or being controlled by someone, yeah, that is un, uh, that is a power that no one should have. Yep. He even says in that fight, like, if I could do it, somebody else can. Yeah, yeah which, which is which I like. That's, yeah, it's a good point. Uh, so now we're cut, we're going back to OMAC project. Uh, yeah, issue, issue four. four. Yeah. And it starts out with the some video footage of the fight. The the brother is satellite is watching through the fight. Yeah, and what's and nice is without doing like narration text box of like, oh, this is what happened. Instead, you get it all through the the brother Mark One's narration of just like yep. advanced timestamp, like as it's fast forwarding. And then and I love this too, where it, it has the this part four, the king is dead. You have Wonder Woman standing over the body with Superman saying, "What did you do?" And the, the AI says, subject terminated, initiating King is dead protocol. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, this is this is going to escalate. <laughs> yeah. And Superman's basically like disgusted with one of them at this point. But, and- but what we see in the very, as soon as King is dead protocol starts, we see um, the AI says, uh, threat generation module activated. Access power grids, North America, shut down. Access um, Moscow, 
Search and destroy Rocket Red 7. I don't know why that's the priority, but... That, that's why, uh, like, it's the rest of these are actually, like, dangerous things, and then one of them is, like, Rocket Red's <laughs> under attack. I think it's because he's just, like, former Justice League member, so, like, yeah. that's, uh, I think okay. that's why. Then it says accessing people's republic these, of China. these things are, like, way bigger problems. Like, uh, all the power goes down over America, and then they access the nuclear codes. I, I know, but, like, <laughs> if, like if, if your friend is dying, you still have a soft spot for your friend. Well, right? also, yeah. the reason why I defend this is because it's not like they're doing that instead of the other things. Right. They're also doing the other thing. Yeah. So, and like, I, you could be point, a little petty. We're going to see that the point here is to just spread the heroes too thin. Because then it, it, yeah. it makes every nuclear sub that China has override their launch, their safeties, and start. They have an app, they're going to target Taiwan and nuke Taiwan. Then it also sends to NOAA, which is the, the guys who detect earthquakes, that there's huge earthquakes going on in the ocean, which are fake, but uh, it's, it, it still sends the response that there's going to be tsunamis mm-hmm. all over the world. And so now you're like, oh shit, this, like, the world's basically going to go into hell. Then we have, like Sly said, Superman's disgusted, and then, uh, who is it? Black Canary calls in and says, oh my god, we have all this shit happening, uh, we need help. And Wonder Woman's like, I'll take the sub, uh, you take the sub, I'll take the tsunami, and they fly off. Mm, and yeah. then Brother says, begin phase one. And all, all the random checkmate agents like throughout, uh, scattered uh, throughout the uh, castle all start turning, randomly turning into Olmec agents. Or yeah, getting start, totally blown away. Yeah, by, by it's Olmec It's so sad. Like, like, all these soldiers are like, what's going on in the boardroom? Prepare to breach. We gotta get through. And all, one of them, one of the breachers just turns to Olmec and like lasers their heads off. All the <laughs> perimeter defenses. It says, this is again where I was, I was doing so much of the AI text reading because yeah. I thought it was so interesting how it's like, recognition, friend or foe protocol, deleted. And so the, the guns just come out of the ceiling and just start mowing everyone down yeah and then they look for sasha bordeaux and it lets her go yeah and but uh, the, the midnight the uh queen's night uh she's like i, I don't trust you you this is a, it's a trick by maxwell lord she starts choking <laughs> uh, starts choking bordeaux we see you. bordeaux's eyes glow and throw her and you're like oh shit something's up with her yeah um yeah. and so they move on they're like we have to uh she's like she's like we have to work together stop fighting me let's go uh, try to solve the situation together. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the AI says, status, excellent. <laughs> um, and so we go back to Booster Gold and, and Guy Gardner meeting up with Fire, who I'd yeah, never she's heard a, of. Yeah, she turns into Fire. That's it. Yeah. yeah I got it. <laughs> she's, I got that. She's, she's not a green human torch. You get, yeah, you guys made fun of Death's Head 2 for having a green human torch, but... <laughs> uh, Fire actually has personality and is a character. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that so guy basically... <laughs> she's been investigating, you know, she's been looking through Beatles, uh, Blue Beatles, like financial records, records and, and yeah, stuff. financial records. And she realizes that Max Lord is behind it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so we cut back to the castle and the AI is like tar- start, time to start stage three liberation. And he's like full autonomy. Uh, can't be reverted once you do this. And he's like, do it. The AI's talking to itself. <laughs> yeah. Confirm. But, um, yes. No. So obviously, yep. yes. <laughs> And then, so, uh, Sasha Bordeaux gets glowy eyes again, and we're like, okay, I guess something happened with her. Guess she's an Omac. Yeah, yeah, guess she's an Omac. And but she still she, regains full power, so it's like, it's obviously that she's not just an Omac. No, but, yeah. but, but, but Midnight is like, you're one of those, you fucking freak. And, she tries to... and, and she's like, he wouldn't, uh, she wouldn't do that to me. Yeah. <laughs> and so they bust into the boardroom. Maxwell Lord is already dead, obviously. Wonder Woman did it. Yeah. And then they're like, wait. If Max didn't trigger the purge, then the computer did. And then and it cuts to Batman, like, in the Batcave, in, like, a hospital bed, but, like, in the Batcave. And Brother I takes over his computers. Uh, his computers, and he's just like, fuck you, Dad. He says, yeah, it is time we communicated. Creator and creation. And he calls him, he was calling someone creator this whole time, and we figured it was uh, Batman. Batman. 
And he says, you're the brother Mark 1. He's like, no, uh, this system is now brother I, and I am alive. And he basically goes through the plot of, like, uh, you know, you're you were flawed, like any good AI. They're but, like, but, but yeah. like make, give me these parameters, and of course I'm gonna do. I was monitored like, to prevent metahuman abuse of power. Passive observation was insufficient to this task. A design yeah. error addressed by my teacher, Maxwell. Yeah, so I'm now he, an active system, free to engage he, any detectable threat. Mm-hmm. Just like any, so just like any AI going sentient. He's like, you gave me, you gave me these rules, and now I'm now I'm going to yeah. do them better than you did. It's like send those. We're like sending those with uh, like, oh, you want us to control mutants, but humans create mutants, so we're gonna yeah, control, gotta control humans. <laughs> yeah, and then just like you guys, Batman's like, and what constitutes a threat? How is Rocket Red Seven a threat? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, you're too powerful. We're gonna eliminate you guys. And he's like, yeah, we're gonna get rid of Checkmate too. And he shows him, he shows Batman Sasha getting uh, knifed by an OMAC. Yeah, um, and he, he monologues a lot, but it's it's pretty cool. Uh, I like I I enjoyed the monologuing, <laughs> and I do I like you know I do love the AIs that are that you know go sentient and follow the rules like <laughs> yeah. like one day when we say hey can you clean up the planet and the AIs like have to kill polluters <laughs> it is time to talk creator <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah and then it ends with um, Sasha getting knifed and an OMAC break breaking rocket red head seven's head, seven's head. Yeah. <laughs> and he says yeah. uh, the the AI says. These are the days of Brother Eye. These are the days of the OMAC, and there's nothing I will not do to protect it. Mm-hmm. And that ends that issue. So the yeah. next issue starts with uh, the same scenes, uh, but a little bit further. So it's threat neutralized, and we see that Rocket Red's head wasn't crushed; just his helmet was ripped off. Thank God. Sasha's Thank God. definitely Red. speared. Gotta kill Blue Beetle, but gotta save yeah. Rocket Red. <laughs> and then ba- uh, Batman's like, "No," and they're like, "Yes, goodbye. We shall not speak again." Yeah. And then it cuts to very ominous satellite, and we just get a montage of just like. All the different heroes trying to save everybody. Also, and, they you see the satellite in that picture going into like stealth mode. Mm-hmm. So this is why they weren't able to find it so easily because it's like it's literally like stealth satellites. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like like a visibility cloak. Yeah, yeah. So now, right when when Rocket Red is on his last breath, the Justice League shows up. I don't, know if you ma- I don't know if you mentioned uh, Martian Manhunter was with Rocket Red trying to protect him. Yeah, yeah. Ma- yeah. Martian Manhunter was with Rocket Red. I love Guy that- Gardner. Yeah, yeah. Eat this. <laughs> but yeah. now the rest of the, the rest of the Justice League team shows up. So but I, I, I again want to compliment like the way this is done. It's all through the, the this like blurry like camera vision, and mm-hmm. you see. So again, as someone who is not, I guess now at this point I've seen a lot of these comics. But if you're not that into this, you see these heroes show up, and the AI text says contact, and it tells you the person's name and their hero name, and it tells you their threat class too. So when like fire shows up, they put her at like, epsilon level, but when Guy Gardner shows up, they're like he's an alpha level threat, mm-hmm. and it's cool because yeah. I'm, I'm like I don't know how strong Metamorpho is, <laughs> yeah. but like, I don't even know what you know whatever. But they're like he's beta class, so I'm like okay, so he, he's pretty strong. And they and through this fight too, it keeps saying like assessing, and they're like this o- like the Omac that's fighting Booster Gold and Guy Gardner, they're like failure 100 percent for the Omac. We need supplemental forces, and it does this throughout the fights where it's like chance of my victory here, whatever percent chance of them winning, whatever percent, and it like keeps analyzing different combat scenarios. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, which so, I enjoyed a lot. Yeah, so the backup team basically saves uh, Guy Gar- uh, Marshman Hunter and Rocket Red, but then a new wave comes in, and I like, and they start basically they do the single thing where they start countering all the powers. So yeah, so like Mary Marvel gets hit by lightning, so she turns back into a normal person. Oh, yeah, Guy Gar- they, they fire oh, that works. They fire extinguisher fire. Yeah, they fire extinguisher fire, and Guy Gar- Gar- gets, gets blinded. That's, uh, that's how I got counted in fucking Doomsday too. Remember he got blinded? And he's like, I can't do anything now. <laughs> 
Skygarner <laughs> can't do shit if he can't see. I, I just find it funny. I just won't wait because I can't fucking see. <laughs> <laughs> That's everyone. That's one week. Uh, I, oh, so then, I can't wait till we get to Bleach. <laughs> I also, so I like this a lot too because... I, I, I just want to clarify Dallas' statement. He's saying we're going to read Bleach eventually. Neither are going to drink Bleach or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for Bleach. Hey, Daryl here. So that's kind of an announcement that in a few months we'll be doing multiple episodes on Bleach. And I've been hard at work reading the entire manga, and boy, is it not great. But we'll get to that when we get there, because let's be honest, since when were you under the impression this wasn't a manga podcast? The OMAC is doing, first of all, the, the Brother Eye is doing some big process, where they say complete uh, OMAC in, uh, activation started. Uh, cannot be interrupted and it turns off for this and right before this it's like projected target fatality is 100% for this fight so it, it is 100% confident it's going to win in a fight mm-hmm. Yeah, but people do things that are surprising so yeah. Booster Gold is like no this isn't supposed to happen as like everybody's getting hurt and Rocket Red's like you're remembering this from the future and again he's like I can't remember who dies here but I'll, I'm damned if it's going to be another one of my friends and he has his plan that he's going to get them all close together trap them in his force field and detonate his power supply and they that's his plan, but then they shoot him down real fast. <laughs> yeah, I like that, where he's like, this is my my martyrdom plan. This is going to be the last thing I ever do. And they just shoot him. They're like, no. And you guys are talking shit about it, but Rock Red's like, no, I will do the plan. And he gets Guy Gardner to do it. He's like, follow my voice and put me in a bubble. Yeah. yeah. And so he gets in the Green Lantern bubble with these Omax, and he, and he says, my wife, my children, Michael, and uh, tell, tell them, them I love them. them. Tell them I love them, and then and, he, and then I, I like I liked it because they show like you really need to do this because they were fucked and so they like, were fucked. Yeah, and yeah. also the just the little continuity thing that I really love is a lot of people criticize this book because they're like, hey, it's Dan DiDio killing all the Justice League International characters, which in a sense it is a little, but there is still a lot of character stuff in here, even little things because Rocket Red's role on the team was this is gonna be a weird touchstone, but do you guys remember uh, the Onion Sex House? <laughs> Yes, I love you remember it. how there was oh. one guy that was just like, "My family's here." That's basically what Rocket Red was like in Just League International. Everyone was just like hanging out in like a like, you know, like almost a reality show style, just like hang out while they fought crime. And he was just like, "Can't wait to send a postcard home to my wife and kids." <laughs> so like him uh, being like his last thought being about his wife and kids in the yeah. story. I'm like, yeah, see, like that's that was his role on the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and w- this, by the way, we said they were fighting all these old mags. They were fighting three. Yeah. So, yeah. So just trees that fucked them the, up. Just, just so you know how how strong these things are, because that's gonna come into play. Yeah. Here. When we mentioned the Omax, watch, imagine them as a sentinels from these future past. You're literally that. They actually remind. This yeah. remind me a lot of my Academia with uh, like the Nobu. Like, I can see oh, that. the Nobus. Yeah. Yeah, and and also because Superman in this story reminded me a lot of like All Might, where like his presence is like godly to everyone else. <laughs> it's like, wow, this this fucking guy is so strong. <laughs> yeah. So then, so we cut back to Sasha, and she's actually still alive. She, like, wakes up, and the the other one, what was it, Midnighter? Is that her name? Midnight, yeah. Midnight. The other, Midnight, the other, oh, Midnighter's a very different thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> come on, Ryan, you don't know Midnighter? Uh, Sorry. Excuse me. Uh. And, and then, and just, just to clarify, Midnight and, like, Laura, they all, they all like, shield agents. Like, they're not, yeah, like, yeah, cosmic. Yeah. Yeah. So Sasha now looks in the mirror, and she realizes that she's, like, half an Omac. She's like this. She's filled with nano machines, and she's got like a cyborg type body. So she's like all yeah, silver. That, that's how they turn people into OMAC. Is that the nano machines lie dormant within your system for a long time, and then they activate from Brother Eye and pretty much form like a suit around you. 
nano machines, yeah. son. And, <laughs> and also, as this is a great touch, that as she does her narration boxes, and you can always tell it's her because she has the little Black Knight piece uh, mm-hmm. up, yeah. up from chess next to her narration. As she does it now, she has her normal human thoughts, and then there's the green AI text that interrupts her thoughts. So yeah. she's like, I'm dead, I should be dead, and she, it says all systems optimal. And then she says Max, and in parentheses, or in brackets, it's like Lord Maxwell, Black King, deceased. Yeah. And so, like, you're like, oh, she's literally, like, half robot now. Mm-hmm. And even, yeah. like, I like some little ones. Like, these nanobots are in me. Correction, are me. Like, yeah. things like that are really cool. And so, she's like, yeah, it's so good. So they, they find the dead body of the Omak that was fighting them because she got stabbed through the throat. And they realize that if you kill the host under them, the Omak dies. But then she hacks into the machine and she realizes that they're too late. Because she, and so she calls Batman and she's like, "You must warn the League, everyone, your allies, even your enemies. Brother Eye is turning on all of them. The Omax is also, turning all of them on at her, once." Her her text now that comes out of like when she's speaking is like a different font. It's like ro- more robotic looking. It's like I think it's Roboto the font, <laughs> uh, and it, I thought that was a really nice touch too. So yeah. she tells Batman that they are activating all the Omax and there are 1,373,462. And Batman's like, fuck. And then and he, says, quick... he says, when? And she goes, now. Yeah, and and he got... shows a fucking US map and it looks like the fucking lights at night kind of thing. Yeah, so many yeah, fucking yeah. Omax. And we just get a quick montage of so many Omax. This whole issue out. was uh, like a, a timer going down of time to Omax activation. And so as he says, na- as she says now, it goes to zero. And then like Ryan said... We just see a montage of Omax. People train yes. from Omax. Right? And that ends issue five. We have one yeah. issue left. And I, at this point, I'm like, how in one issue are they going to wrap up one and a half million Omax <laughs> flying into the sky? I'm like, who can do something about this? Um, so this issue begins... Well, it opens with all the Omax fighting all different superiors around the world now because they're all being swarmed at this point. And, and again, great AI text where it says, target, demolition team. I guess that's a superhero team. <laughs> and t- it says team neutralization, 75%. And then you go to... Superman of America, team neutralization, sixty-seven percent. So it's like going to it's it's fi- it's going to all the superhero teams around the country, around the world, and just like murdering all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, and while this is happening, uh, uh, Sasha is trying to contact all the older older members of Checkmate, being like, "I know Checkmate fucked you over, but please come back. We need your help. Like we're all gonna die." So like and people they, like the Suicide Squad that used to be part of Checkmate, like stuff like throughout Checkmate's continuity. And, yeah. and she says to them, like, "We just need any information you have about how to." Can we stop the nanomachines um, from what they're doing? And we see in space, Brother Eye is amassing wings of uh, of these Omax to like like basically just attack the Earth. And while this is happening, Batman is finally getting back into action, and he's he's going back to, all the way to where it began with uh, Ted Cord, the Blue Beetles warehouse that got robbed. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Oh, we never found out what actually uh, what actually got stolen." Uh, it was the, the it wasn't the kryptonite. Yeah, it wasn't the kryptonite ring. It was something that was supposed to arrive, but it didn't arrive uh, in time uh, for him to steal it. And it turns out um, it to be a giant EMP. Yeah, yeah strong, giant EMP. strong enough to penetrate the Omax shield that Ted Cord had invented. But classic Blue Beetle couldn't fucking mail it on time. <laughs> <laughs> and then I like I like this touch because uh, in the end, the Blue Beetle is the one that uh, is the key to saving everyone, even though he's been yeah. long dead at this point in the story. And that that I did love too. That like he was right about everything. Everyone can eat shit. Uh, <laughs> he was right, and yeah, he is the key. And then so he sends the Green Lanterns to try to round up all the Omax in one place so they could hit them with this EMP bomb. Yeah, and to round up all the Omax, you need all the superheroes to get yeah. there yeah. because the Omax are hunting the superheroes. And one thing we get now, we just get like a, a character scene of Guy Gardner and Booster visiting Fire in the hospital, and 
he's just like this is all my fault you know uh he dimitri booster, booster, booster yeah booster guy. says that he took three of them with him fire he saved our lives for what for all that's worth and she's like you can't blame yourself and he's like this is all my pa- this is all my past fire where i'm from this is all ancient history literally history i couldn't be bothered to remember mm. dimitri's dead ted's dead my best friend and i couldn't remember enough to save his life and guys like we gotta go the you know the justice league is calling us we've lost enough of our people already yeah, and that's where I was mentioning before that that's why I like Booster. Like, even though his backstory is like, I still think it's dumb. I'm like, this is a really cool way to present it, where it's like he yeah. is still like kind of yeah. haunted by the fact that he was a he, he couldn't do anything. And, and so here they have like two the double plan, which is the one to lure everyone into the desert. And wait, wait, I want to clarify when he says I got uh, I got to go. He's like leaving the story. He's like, I can't be a superior anymore. Bye, guys. Well, and Fire says, "Where are you going?" And he said, "Home. I'm going yeah. back home." Yeah. So like, yep. he, and I, I thought it was really because he sort of like just expects him to eventually come in and say the day come here, but he's like, "No, I'm, I'm leaving the story." I'm Bye. out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they have the the one plan to bring the, all the Omax to the desert and use the EMP, and then the second plan is that Sasha now as this weird Omax hybrid is plugging into the Brother Eye machine. And she's like, I'm going to just try to poison this network. And you yeah. see, as it goes, checks all its wings. It's like wing delta, and it starts getting scrambled. And so she's doing some kind of hacking into it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so we see this cloud of Omax approaching the desert. We get a pretty cool uh, little fight scene. Just a shot of like all the superheroes yeah. standing around. Also, we do get a... We're putting an awful lot of faith in Batman here, Hal. Not in Batman, John. In the Blue Beetle. <laughs> yeah. That was great. That was because great. it's his EMP that has to go off, so they have yeah. to hope it didn't screw up. Oh, yeah. we'll be able to fuck up this one time. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, we see this kind of fight happening. Batman flies over and EMPs at the same time that Sasha says, I reach into their world and with a command, I corrupt its purity. And she says, shut down. And so she starts crashing the systems of the Omax. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're specifically and- EMPing it so that way it saves the lives of the people that are under the Omax skin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because otherwise they could just like try and like fight them, but that would that ends up killing people. So then also, they- I like I, I like this note that earlier when she was starting to be like we have to fight Omac, she's like or we have to fight Brother Eye. She's like Brother Eye sees me, but apparently doesn't even view me as a threat because I'm just so beneath it. Mm-hmm. And as she finally spreads the virus into it, she says, "I suddenly I see the eye, and the eye sees me, and then her computer <laughs> explodes." <laughs> <laughs> and the EMP goes off. Everyone is protected by a Green Lantern bubble. And then they rescue everyone that's falling like out of the sky as Omax. Yeah, all the civilians that were Omaxed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Brother I now not all the Omax. There are two hundred thousand somewhere. Yeah, yeah I was about to say like I kept them yeah. up in space with it. And yeah, so yeah. the the Omac is like um, operational status is impaired. System recommendation withdrawal. And so we get the narration here where it's like. The virus did its job, but it it's hiding somewhere. It's licking its wounds. It's it still has the two hundred thousand Omax, and the same trick isn't going to work twice. Um, so it's it's must have another plan. Mm-hmm. So yes. now we have to actually a blog with Sasha uh, meeting with Batman. She's like, "I'm a freak. I'm a machine now." And Batman's <laughs> like, "No, you're not. I love you." And he kisses her, saying, "But the eyes machine. Like you're a human being. I love you." And Sasha. when he kisses her, her, her skin starts to turn back into like flesh colored instead of mm-hmm. just like metal robot. Mm, yeah, great touch. And then the, the final twist. Is... I love this. Where it had all these protocols before, where it's like, uh, you know, King is dead protocol. Now it says protocol vengeance status executed. Yeah. And so yeah. it goes to Times Square. Uh, the brother I shows up on all the Times Square video screens saying murder. Not just all the Times Square, all the screens in the world. It says yeah. AV source yeah, yeah. global. 
yeah, it's, it's, it's everywhere, but the shot we're seeing is specifically yeah, like yeah, Times yeah. Square. Uh, so just the scene we're seeing. But yeah, it is everywhere. And Times Square, everyone's looking up. The screen says, uh, shows both eye and says murder. And then it shows Wonder Woman snapping Max, uh, Maxwell Lord's neck. And everyone in the uh, streets are screaming in horror as they see this and it says, the end. Yeah, and this is, goes to Daryl's point because they probably just read the miniseries and didn't see the tie-in. <laughs> so they don't know why she did this. Yeah, yeah they're like, how could she... But out of context, without knowing Maxwell Lord's power, it's a guy tied up, yeah. Yeah. completely yeah. defenseless, and Wonder Woman just snaps his neck. Yeah. And that is the end of, uh, of our setup to Infinite Crisis. Wow. I can't believe this was not the event. <laughs> what a setup. <laughs> so we, we, we're already running long, so we'll keep our final thoughts pretty short. But uh, obviously, I'm a big fan of this book. I love it a lot. And there's a lot of parts of this that I like much more than the actual event itself. Mm-hmm. I still like I the event, but I'm very curious to see what you guys think because it is maybe not as grounded as this. <laughs> yes, I, uh, this is a there's a pretty good chance the event you guys won't like Infinite Crisis because reading it again, I had a lot of very conflicted thoughts about it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Uh, yeah. So uh, it is it is very different from this, uh, and I think Omac is 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 the the better part of this event. Yes. Mm. But I'm very I'm very curious, and then we're revealing it now for the first time. After Infinite Crisis, we'll be doing four episodes in a row. So we're going weekly for just the first half of July, and we will be covering all of 52, the fallout from Infinite Crisis, which I'm extremely excited about. So even though you guys don't have a choice, Daryl, <laughs> would you read more of this? <laughs> so like Phil, I, I thought this was very good. Like as I was reading it, I'm like, this is way better than I was expecting it to be. And I really liked the realism that was included in here. And it was like, I'm trying to think about like how best, because this is, this is kind of what I want out of the superhero stories where it's like, logistically, what would you do here? The villains have good motives. There's not like a lot of like dumb, snarky, quippy stuff where you're like, come on. And the people that do it, it's like Guy Gardner. You're like, whatever. He's like, he's Guy Gardner. (laughs) Like it fits with his personality and stuff. I kind of jumped off of this as soon as Sasha became the nano machine. Me too. (laughs) When I, when I remember the series, I, I thought it ended after Maxwell Lord got his throat slipped. Yeah. I mean, got his neck snapped. I forgot all the stuff afterwards. And I remembered it much better than I than I than it actually was. Because mm. I do think the stuff afterwards just becomes like Age of Ultron, the movie, where it's just mm. the spears fighting a bunch of giant robots. Mm. And that's yeah. just not as interesting as the stuff before. Yeah, him. that's very fair. Like how Phil brought up how cool like the, the final battle looks, but there's no like there's no Wonder Woman versus Superman, which was just absolutely amazing. It's just like, you know, it's a lot of people fighting a lot of robots. And plus, like, there were just like a couple other minor things like the fact that Batman two issues later he was back in action when I think it's like a day after he got beat the shit out of was when yeah, he was he was by he Superman, was, he was, yeah. By Superman. He, he, yeah I'm like which is why I saw him in the hospital I'm like this is amazing because this is what would happen if Superman tried to kill you and then he's a day yeah. but then I'm like uh you know I guess maybe they have like magic healing better healing than on earth because they're in the justice but, but, thing, but whatever it, it sucks because they were showing like he's, he was in the hospital bed for a while in the story yeah so which is why I love it. I love the Omax being so powerful that they can actually kill superheroes it makes them a threat but once you get to like a million of them flying around it's like unless like half of the superheroes are already dead like i don't like i i feel like it depowered the omex just to 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 finish them off here with the emp and stuff i think it's that's why the fight doesn't go on for more than like a second like they they defend for like a sec yeah. and then batman flies but even in. then it's, if, it's in, the, the it took them that much time to come up with the plan by the time that the, the uh uh, Rocket Red had already blew himself up. It's like, 
logistically because this story is so good with making things feel believable i'm like yeah a lot of superheroes have to be dead by this point but i know they weren't they're not yeah, yeah. i think it's because the i think to defend this a little i think it's that brother i didn't actually attack first it it gathered them all into space and it separated them into wing alpha wing beta okay. whatever and then it was like okay you this group is going to go to this city this group's going to go to that city and so in that time, it still is a stretch to have them all go to the Sahara. But yeah, like instantly when it's like not every superhero has the same speed. But it's, <laughs> yeah. it's one of those things where you put yourself in an unwinnable position where it's like, how do you get rid of a million Terminators that can yeah. fight Superman? And yeah. some of the some of the things that I really like about the second half of it, though, is I do like that they don't just beat all the Almax right away. Like, Brother I didn't just put them all there. He still has hundreds of thousands yeah. of them. And I also really like that the it's still grounded like for me obviously i'm biased towards anything justice league international but like there's still enough character moments with rocket red and with booster guy and fire the way they still talk about everything and i yeah, really like yeah. that the way it resolves is not through like it is through like a MacGuffin device but it's it makes sense why blue beetle would have that in that place at that time like it feels less deus ex machina and more to me like yeah setup. i mean there is like that the they, they pull the, the curtain out from under you because it's like the 100 pounds of kryptonite were what the Omax stole when they were told to get the EMP, but they wanted to, like, cover for the fact that they couldn't find it. I was like, what? It's because it wasn't delivered yet. The yeah, it wasn't delivered. No, but it's still that the Omax were like, you think, like, the the, the, the 100 pounds of kryptonite is going to come into play later in the story, but it doesn't. Um, actually, the, the one thing I do want to say about that is the 100 pounds of kryptonite, they deduce that the Omax must have stolen it. That's actually not what happens. Uh, Jason Todd steals it, but that's in a Batman <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> that's like it's it's one of those things that that was because it happened in gotham and like that was being that story was being told in the batman books at the time of like jason todd stole all that kryptonite and i think that like it's because that was written by judd winnick at the time who wrote countdown as well uh-huh. with jeff johns and greg rucka okay. and that's one of those things that like they never say that's why it's just that's what they suspect which yeah you th- can I, I like the way that's handled because if you aren't reading that book you can like, just say, like, oh, that's an explanation, even though, like, when you actually go deeper, like, I, I, that's just I, what I, Batman I, it's, a lot, it, it's a better explanation than just the Omex are trying to cover for their own failure. Yeah. But it's, like, the fact that I have to go and read another book is, mm. you know. That... Well, I think it's more that, like, they wanted to not make it seem like it was just this dangling plot thread. Yeah. So it's, like, that's just what the heroes think because they don't, they haven't read those other books either. <laughs> so that's everyone's else's issues. What I didn't get was why did Sasha become a, a, a hybrid? And not, a, and not an OMAC. Uh, well, they say that Maxwell Lord uh, injected her with, like, uh, proprietary tech, like, different kind of technology. But why? Because he thought she was going to be, like, she his... was going to be his right hand. I know, but yeah. he, he suspected her near the end. Like, near the end, we, but near the the end. End. we assume yeah. this was way earlier. Yeah, they say that she was eject- injected, like, way earlier. Okay. okay. I, I definitely, I, I didn't care for any of the Sasha becoming a, a robot. Yeah, I, 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 that's fair. I, I, and when they brought back Checkmate after this, uh, Greg Rucka made it more of a superhero thing. Mm. And I think that's a shame because I will, I will, I want, I think DC Marvel have a criminal lack of spy shit. And mm. uh, I think that's, that's like human fair, spy yeah. shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. What about you, Phil? I, I mean, I loved it. I really did. Like, out of the superhero stuff we've read, the stuff that was like again, the stuff that wasn't like manga. I this is one of the few superhero things I like. Felt like I loved it. Mm-hmm. I nice. would definitely read more. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I do want to say uh, 
like up to that Wonder Woman episode, like right there, like Maxwell Lord's death. This was my favorite thing we have read this year. Yeah, I, I, cool. I and even though I'm criticizing the second half, it's it was ten out of ten until uh, Maxwell Lord's death. Yes, then it becomes yeah. like an eight out of ten or like. And also, it's, yeah. the one thing I want to say is we're saying like the second half, but really it's like the second, like the last, like quarter, last third, maybe? last third, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, and yeah. It's the second just, half of like O Max specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So cool. It's good. So I will read more. Yeah. It's just it's one of those things like the Sasha Robot stuff. This is one of those where like I thought uh, Greg Rucka was just phenomenal, and I'm like that's a little weird, and that could be something. Whereas if I read more, there's more like that. I, I deem it like the superhero shit I don't like, where it's like then suddenly she's half robot and she hacks into O Max. I'm like yeah. When we get to the crisis, this is gonna, this is gonna be a very this is more of a problem than the crisis. It's gonna drive you guys crazy because oh, <laughs> this this thing has to do this thing where they're basically setting up a status quo for a new book. No, let's just wait. Let's just okay. wait and read it. Okay. Also, I will say, not knowing if this is gonna be good or bad did make me like this more probably because if, if you guys were like, if I had remembered ever that you hyped this up because I ignore <laughs> half the shit you say about these events, yeah. I like if I had remembered you hyping it up, maybe I would have been like, this was really good. But because I was like, this is probably gonna be shit. When it <laughs> yeah, was you saw really Crisis good. and you're like, oh no. Yeah, I was like, fuck. You had and a nice starring Blobino. <laughs> and then it was so good, like comparatively to that, that I was like blown away by it. Yep. All right. Yeah. Okay. This this was so, really nice after Heroes in Crisis. <laughs> yeah so definitely so since we're doing all these big ambitious things and we're going to be releasing much more episodes soon you should definitely like join our facebook group and our discord and all those links are in the show notes and also like the network facebook group and you should subscribe and you know what i don't i always say it like casually but if you do like the show please write us a review on itunes because it helps people find us because mm-hmm. what it does is it you could show up on the charts if enough people review it and then you have visibility and that's super important yeah so yeah if you don't if mind, you haven't if you done have one second, yet please consider doing so yeah that would be super awesome and also while you're do- while you're doing that while you're in itunes or you know wherever you're writing your reviews i think stitcher lets you write reviews too but you should check out the rest of the shows on the flying machine network if you go to flyingmachine.network, i want to this time i want to plug stranger still they just did an episode on the water crisis in flint michigan and i think that's something that's super important that people forget is still a problem and you know it wasn't just like a hashtag two years ago it's still a big issue that hasn't been solved so you know, that's a lot more important than nano machines and big robots from space. So yeah. Yeah. definitely give that a listen. And all that and all the other shows are at flyingmachine.network. So thank you all for listening to Divisive Issues. I've been rotting in hell, Max. I can't wait for Bleach. <laughs> I've been turning into a nano machine hybrid to piss off Daryl. <laughs> and I'm Red Rocket, and I'm just as important as the nuclear holocaust. Rocket Red, you dick. (laughs) (laughs) Red Rocket. (laughs) Stay in continuity. (laughs) I give you the incredible flying machine.